Podcast. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> Podcast. 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 I got it now. Podcast. 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 Hello and welcome to Podcast, the Batman podcast for people who love Oscar winning movies. I'm Danny. I'm John. And Chelsea uh, Wallace, Wallace is her name. Ooh, you almost yeah. messed it up. <laughs> Wallace and Jacob are not here this week. So uh, my dear friend John, a very funny comedian, is here joining us. Hello. And we are watching every Batman movie ever made from 1943 to the present. John, what did we watch this week? The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight. Every single guest we've had. On this podcast, wants to be booked on this episode. You told me about this podcast probably in February. Yeah, so like nine months ago. That's and I, how far ahead. Uh, and I was like, ooh, can I do The Dark Knight? And you're like, if you want to wait a long time. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I will wait. Because it's hands down the best Batman movie. Oh, it's so good. I was I was so worried it wouldn't hold up, and it totally does. I, I watch it on my iPad on a plane most times I fly. Because it has incredible rewatchability is what I decided. Yeah, I... I, I feel embarrassed. Like I have a Batman podcast, and it's it's been a long time since I've seen this. Mm-hmm. I think people assume I watch this every day, and I haven't seen this in like five or six years. Sure, I've watched it probably ten times in the last two years because oh, fuck. I it was uh, this is before Netflix had uh, where you could download stuff to your iPad. Yeah, and uh, I've just I've just tipped my hand that I watch movies on an iPad. That's my. I did how not vulnerable know do you get? How vulnerable do you get on this podcast? Do people admit they have iPads? No one's ever admitted that wow, before. This is You're big breaking then. new ground. I think so. <laughs> uh, but I remember I, I bought the movie and I'm like, should I rent it or buy it? And I decided to go for the buy, which is like fourteen or fifteen bucks. Yeah. So it was a big investment for me. Yeah. But I watch it every single time I fly because it holds up and oh, it and it's rewatchable and you can keep doing it. So it's it doesn't. It's like a great plane movie, too, yeah. because it's not uh, super heavy, but it's not like super light. It's right. in that sweet spot of things you can watch on a plane. I rarely rewatch movies. The movies got to be like really good for me to rewatch. I love a good rewatch. I'll rewatch a good I love television movies. show more than I'll rewatch a movie. Ooh, like a whole series. If it's a really good series, yeah, like The Office, I've watched through that a couple times. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah. I've rewatched uh, Breaking Bad. And I rewatched Friday Night Lights. I think those might be the only two I've TV shows. I've never seen Friday Night Lights. Friday Night Lights is great. It's good? It's real good. I'll have to check that out. Uh-huh. Breaking Bad is due for a rewatch for me. Mm-hmm. It's been a while since I've seen that. What I like about Breaking Bad is that I think it's the only show I can think of where every season is better than the last. Oh my god, it just keeps going. It keeps uh-huh. getting darker and darker. Uh-huh. Like so season good. one is very good. Almost, and then every season is better than it. Right. I mean, it's almost like some sort of dark, like uh, like, like a medieval warrior like a like a uh, like a knight almost. How so? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just trying to get back. To <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. I would have gone for it's like a knight. Jeez, I'm so sorry. I did not pick up on what you were doing. I was trying to think of another synonym for knight. It's like a knight, like a dark one. <laughs> well done. I'm so sorry. I've ruined your podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this will be the last time John is on this podcast. <laughs> well, probably. Let's be real. No, we can have you back. We've, hey. we've had people back before. I feel like it's only downhill from here, though, after this movie. <laughs> oh, we. I hope not, because we got another year and a half left. What has been your favorite... I'm sure you've talked about this plenty on here. What's been your favorite movie that you've done so far? Oh, in terms of, like, what is a legitimately good movie, or what is, like, the most fun to watch? Ooh, either one. Oh, um, legitimately good... Before this, probably, probably either uh, Mask of the Phantasm, okay, or Batman: New Times. 
Well, I don't know what either of those mean. Mask of the Phantasm was a 1993 or 94. It was uh, an animated movie, but it was theatrically released. Okay. And it's like the, the Batman the Animated Series, Batman, like Kevin Conroy. It's yeah. Kind of, it's uh-huh. really well done. Okay, cool. And uh, New Times is a, it's a fan film, but it's, um, it was done by like a film school and it's in the style of Lego Batman, but like 12 years before Lego Batman came oh, out. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And it's CGI in like 2005, which you'd think that would be horrible, but somehow it's a film school doing CGI in 2005, but it's really well done. Wow. And they got Adam West to be a part of their fan film. Oh, that's cool. And um, who, there's someone else. They got, um, uh, I, I can't, I'm blanking on his name, but they, they got a couple other big stars to be a part of this fan film. Cool. It's really good. That's great. And probably the most fun, the the only movie that was so astonishingly bad, we had to do two episodes about it, was uh, Bat Pussy. Okay. We had to go back and talk about that. I think you did tell me this. Yeah. Because we talked about this when you were on my podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Everyone in the world has a podcast, I think is what yeah. we should preface that <laughs> That's with. Right. If you don't That's have right. a podcast at this point, what the fuck are you what doing? What are you doing with yourself? Yeah. <laughs> I podcast, therefore I am. Mm-hmm. I think uh, that was Descartes. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> uh, how, do you remember seeing this the first time? The first time I ever saw this movie, I saw, I was late to the game. I didn't see it in theaters. Mm-hmm. Uh, it came out, I think I was a sophomore in college when it came yeah, out. Yeah, I think it, we're the same age. We went to high school together. We did go to high school yeah. together. Um, so we we would have been, it would have been like the summer after our sophomore year of college. Yes. Uh, and I remember I had friends who were going to go see it opening day and they were all talking about it. I remember the movie posters, but yeah. I didn't see it until it came out. So I probably saw it six months late. So I probably saw it around Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess what would have been my June, like sophomore or junior year of, I yeah. guess it would have been junior year of college. Right. Like would have been like, yeah, then there. And I remember being blown away. I'm like, this is a phenomenal movie. Yeah. I had, a, and uh, yeah. And then I, I told you about the iPad incident and I've watched it many, <laughs> many times since then. I remember like six months before this came out, hearing about Heath Ledger being at Yes. And being like, Angry, yeah, because uh-huh. I thought I just thought of him as the guy from like uh, uh, a Knight's Tale, and right? Like, wasn't he How to Lose a No, not How to Lose Yeah, a he's in that. Nice. He was uh, 10 Things I Hate About You. Ten th- that's, that's the one, right. yeah, a different 10 <laughs> movie, yeah, exactly. Uh, 10 Things I Hate About Losing a Guy in 10 Days. <laughs> um, I just thought of him as, as that guy. I didn't, I, I've I can see now, even aside from this movie, he's done some really great acting work. I did not realize that or appreciate that at that point. I don't think people really knew how good of an actor he was until he was yeah. dead. Oh, spoiler alert. He dies in this movie. <laughs> because of this movie. Was it because of this movie that he died? No. that's That whole theory is just nonsense. I, On the one hand, I think you are completely correct. On the other hand, I don't know, man. <laughs> we should say, if uh, if you haven't heard this, there is a theory that he got like too into the Joker right. role and like lost his mind and that's just not true. It's like just... he 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 took a bad combination of pills, right? Yeah, and apparently he had been he'd had like insomnia his whole life so he was taking sleeping pills like every night and he was mixing them with other things. Right. And, like, his sister said that she knew he was doing this regularly and she warned him like the night that he died like don't do this. This oh, is right. really dangerous. And he said, "No, it's because I'm so into the Joker that yeah. I'm doing." <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, I, I saw this, um, I was so angry about Heath Ledger, but I kind of came around to the, the idea of seeing this, and my sister was working at a movie theater at the time, Okay. so she got me in, like, two days before it opened, 
like a special. Oh, so you saw it early? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. I was very early to the game. Uh huh. It was it was a theater full of people. No, it was like nobody in the theater. Oh, it was wow. like the special screen for like the staff, my one or two of their friends or something. How was that though? Because part of the th- the fun of a movie at yeah. that level is like being in a full theater. Yeah, I guess I saw it by myself though, so it doesn't really matter. You're still gonna appreciate the movie. Yeah, I mean, but... this is definitely it was like so much of a shot in IMAX. It's meant to be seen. In I know, a, a I... big thing and with a lot of people. And... Not on an iPad. <laughs> Did I tell you <laughs> that I saw it on an iPad most of the time? <laughs> <laughs> you should get an IMAX pad. It's just like ah. an iPad. It takes like like a whole wall. <laughs> <laughs> Apple introduces an IMAX pad at their next <laughs> event. They're so excited about it. Apparently, Christopher Nolan wanted to film like everything in IMAX for this movie. But IMAX cameras are super loud, and they can only film like three minutes of footage at a time. So they're like insanely it's right. Because one of the weird things about this movie is that it's you see it switch aspect ratios. Yeah. Uh, in it, which not many movies. I always noticed that, but I, I'd never put two and two together. That that's why. Yeah. That it was yeah. that the cameras are so expensive. Right. Crazy. Yeah. Because some of the... it's it's like you can't have them shooting dialogue. It like drowns out all of the dialogue. Oh, and, okay, right. So it really is can only be for like the, the big action shots. Right. Right. Oh, that's fascinating. I had no idea. Yeah. So that's why when you're seeing normal shots, it's like 16-9, and then as soon yeah. as you get, that's funny. Uh, yeah. So when when you saw it for the first time in IMAX, like you were experiencing it like exactly the way it was meant to be yeah, seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did you feel leaving the theater? I was blown away. Uh-huh. I, was, I was like, I I no longer ever question any movie roles. They go to act. When everyone uh, was upset about Ben Affleck, I'm like, I have no opinion uh-huh. about this. Yeah. I, I've i been wrong so many times before. Isn't that a great lesson, though, of like withholding judgment until you have all the information? Yeah. That we now have the example of, remember, like, I remember there was like screenshots of, I think it was when Ben Affleck was cast and everyone was so upset, and people would post those uh, photos of people getting up in arms about Heath Ledger being the Joker. Yeah. And it was like, what about this? People were very upset about Michael Keaton, too. Right. Because he oh, was wow. just like a stand-up comedian. He'd only done like comedy roles. Yeah. And they wanted, people didn't think he could do the serious role. Does that one hold up? Uh, it holds up. Okay. It definitely holds up. Right, right, right. Because in my mind, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I get that. But like Heath Ledger's Joker, it's I think transcends Batman. The, yeah. It's not on the level of The Dark Knight. Right. But it, for what it is, it's still good. Mm-hmm. I think it might be one of my favorite characters of all time. The Joker? Yeah. Because he's... The way they the way they do it in the movie and like they set him up and then when that scene when Alfred's talking about uh, when he was in the jungle yeah, yeah, and the yeah, people yeah. who just like would throw the rubies down the well yeah. because some men just want to see the world burn. And the, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just saying just the way they 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 talk about that and then it's just like oh yeah this guy's just pure insane. Yeah, it's like I feel like most movie like are trying to portray villains in like a relatable way or trying to give them a edge and this went back to no we're just gonna make an insane character. Yeah. And it's it's almost like um, like the first couple Halloween movies where Michael Myers has no motivation yeah, at all. Right. It just he's just this unstoppable force. There's there's you don't know anything about him. He's just the force of nature who's killing for no reason. You're like this is evil, and that's yeah. what it is. It's like the shark from Jaws. It's just he's sure. he's just a shark. Uh-huh. It's just what he he's not tortured or upset or after revenge. He just kills because that's what he does. Yeah, which I think makes for a stronger. I think people got so tired of the straight good versus evil narrative yeah. that they wanted dynamic, like, you know, anti-heroes and they wanted all that type of stuff. But it's, it's almost refreshing now because I feel like there's so much of that that you don't have just straight good versus evil. And that's what this is. Yeah. And it's, um, I, I think you couldn't get away with it a lot in movies. This, this works because this is not such a common thing. 
if every movie were doing this, it would quickly start to get very boring. Yeah. But having the Joker be such a blank slate that you really don't know anything about him, mm-hmm. and you can just kind of project whatever you want onto there. There's all these fan theories about who he is and where he came from. Throughout the movie, he's he's saying, uh, I want to know, know how, how I got these cars. Yeah, exactly. And he gives like four different yeah. origin uh-huh. stories. And who knows if one of those is true or maybe none of them are true. Uh the you, second time you hear him do that, it's such a good moment because you're yeah. like, oh, he just does this. Yeah. But it, yeah, it's such a good moment. Do you have any theories about uh, the Joker? About which one he is? Which one he is, or maybe it's none of those. Maybe you've got your own thing. Oh, I don't have a specific theory, but in, in this movie, I would say it's none of the things he says. Uh, I want to, maybe I'll save this till, till the end, but he's, um, I, I had a theory that I came up with. Oh, yeah? Rewatching this, yeah. I, I, I can't wait to hear it. Uh, but there's a, a theory... Um, that he's a, one of the popular theories is that he's a soldier and he was injured in war somehow. Cause he has that line about nobody cares when like a bunch of soldiers die. Right. And he's got all this, uh, proficiency with all these different types of weapons. That's true. And, uh, so he was injured in, in battle. That's how we got those cars. Hmm. I like that theory. Yeah. Uh, because there's also like when he's at the funeral and he's like in that uniform, like that feels like that could be a note, like a little nod to that as well. Yeah. Could be. Hmm. Could be. I like it. So let's get into the, the breakdown of this movie. Great. Uh, so it's the, actually, before we get into the breakdown, I have a couple alternate casting things. People were almost casting this movie. Oh, yeah. I would love to hear. Uh, so uh, Harvey Dent, Two-Face, he was played by Aaron Eckhart yep. in this movie. Very close to being played by Matt Damon. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Matt Damon offered the role and he turned it down. Okay. Uh, I love when actors turn down. It's the most fascinating thing. Yeah. This is something that, uh, small tangent, but... Uh, I like Maggie Gyllenhaal mm-hmm. in this role. It throws me off so much that it's uh, different from who was in Batman Begins. It was, uh, what's her name in Batman Begins? Kate Holmes. That's right. So, yeah, I think Maggie Gyllenhaal is, does a better job with a character, mm-hmm. but I can't get into it because I know it's a different person. It's yeah. like the one thing that throws me about this movie. Yeah, and there's a bunch of uh, of weird people who almost played... Uh, uh, the, the that role I'm trying to I should have written these down because there's some really interesting ones I'll from try Batman to, Begins or from this one because they had from, to recast this one. they had to recast yeah. and there's this weird thing where uh, Katie Holmes left because she wanted to do this other movie Morgan Freeman is also in that movie and he's in this uh, he does both yeah. yeah that's really funny yeah. do you remember what it was called it was something I, it was bad right it was not good it's not a movie that I think I remember it, but I don't think I ever saw it. And it doesn't have like a, it, it's not something that's on this level. She made, yeah. she fucked up. I mean, what an acting luxury to choose between things. But I always find it so funny when people choose something and then you look at what it ended up being that they made and it's like pure garbage. Yeah. Mad Money with Diane Keaton and Queen Latifah. Well, you got to choose the Latifah project. <laughs> I do. I liked Aaron Eckhart in this a lot. I don't. I love Matt Damon, but I'm I'm cool with the Aaron Eckhart casting. Yeah, I, I think he ended up being the right choice. And uh, uh, but alternate people almost played uh, Rachel Dawes before they cast Maggie Gyllenhaal. Uh, Isla Fisher. Okay. Uh, Rachel McAdams. Yep. And Sarah Michelle Gellar. Intriguing. I wonder how much it was just they wanted people who would have looked like Katie Holmes versus... <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, Sarah Michelle Gellar does not... I guess if, if she had brown hair, she would look kind of similar. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, uh, Rachel McAdams, that, that would have... That would have been pretty... That would have been similar enough, I'm not sure yeah. I would have realized. Right. I would have been more 
Okay, like I said, I like Maggie Gyllenhaal, but she is she looks totally very different from Katie Holmes. Yeah. So I think like some of those other ones might have worked. I, I thought know, she was much better than Katie Holmes. I oh, think. acting wise, for yeah. sure. And like the character, I like you. You feel so much more, and you care about her way more in this movie. And I, I could be wrong about this, but I think she's a little bit older than Katie Holmes, and she Probably. felt like more age appropriate. Yeah, sure, I buy that. So maybe I wish Maggie Gyllenhaal was in uh, the first one as well, yeah, as definitely. opposed to the other way around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one's wishing for Katie Holmes to be in. <laughs> uh, so the the other interesting uh, casting that um, th- there's no one. I don't know how seriously they've really considered anyone else uh to play the joker i think uh heath ledger is definitely the the first choice but um some people that they consider to a certain extent um well first of all heath ledger was uh he auditioned for the role of batman in batman begins oh really almost got that role yeah huh um but they they considered uh robin williams for the joker he he uh they said that he was going to get um the, the role of the Joker in the 1990 movie, and they kind of fucked him over because they were just using it as like a uh, negotiating thing to get Jack Nicholson to accept less money. Oh, so, really? Yeah. And oh, they, that's... They were talking about doing him... How, do, how do you think they feel that they contributed to his demise? <laughs> that's probably the last thing he thought. Okay. <laughs> well, they offered him the role as the Riddler, and he said, fuck you, I'm uh, not doing it. Really? Yeah. Huh. I feel like he would have been a great Riddler. He would have been fantastic. In which movie was he going to be the... Batman Forever. Oh, so the Jim Carrey Riddler. Yeah, yeah. Ah. Yeah, that no. movie was just garbage, too. <laughs> it was not good. It does not hold up. Uh, the other one they, they talked about for the Riddler, Steve Carell. Oh, that's funny, because it's yeah. like pre-Steve Carell. I think he would have been in the office at this point. Okay. But that would have been such a different movie. Wait, as the Riddler? Yeah. In which or, oh, no, I'm sorry. As, uh, as the, the Joker, Joker. In, in Dark Knight. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this one's hard to just imagine it. Otherwise, but Steve Carell is so good at comedy, but I just I can't imagine him being really scary and intimidating. Right? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I can't. I, I can't picture it either. Um, those are the only. There's a few other people. Adrian Brody. They also talked about him. But, okay. Uh, Steve Carell is the, the big one. Adrian out. Brody, I can picture a little more, but it would have been more of like a whims. I feel like it would have been more whimsical than Heath Ledger's Joker. Yeah. But, I mean... But then, then again, who's to, like, you know, everyone was saying that Heath Ledger, no one could see that. And right. That was... Yeah, that, that's That's true. kind of one of the things that made it so good, was no one could see it. Yeah. But, uh, hot take here. I think, uh, I think Heath Ledger did a good job. I think he did a really good job. Right choice. Whoa. Yeah. This is a controversial podcast, <laughs> I, too, think he did a good job. So this movie starts out with a gang of criminals robbing Gotham City Mob Bank double-crossing and murdering each other until there's only one left, the Joker, who escapes with the money. I, I'm just so, there's something about my brain that just does not understand anything related to mobs or spies. Okay. And so it took me, I had to watch this movie like four times before I understood. Before you got this scene. I, I, before I understood that they were robbing the, a mob bank. Oh, that, okay. like, they said it like explicitly like multiple times. I was just like, uh, it, it's just a bank. Yeah. Whereas, the mob is going to a bank. I don't know. Just forget about that part. That's not important. Ah, uh, that's funny. Because on the roof, they're like, "What is this? A mob bank?" <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like they do the diagram, like dialogue, so like heavy, so that you'll know mm-hmm. that it's. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. And then right afterwards, because uh, they had like marked bills in there, like Bruce says it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a mob they, bank. <laughs> they make it very clear. <laughs> it's not a fault of this movie. It's a fault no. of me. <laughs> this uh, is a this is a Danny note, not yeah, a movie note. Yes. 
I, I think it's one of the best heist scenes in a movie. Yeah. It's it, such a good scene. It's a really fun... Um, everybody's all wearing, like, clown masks. Uh-huh. And so you're not really sure initially who the Joker is. It's presumably he's one of these guys, but you're not really sure. Yep. And they start getting picked off. And it's it was just a, a really good introduction to the Joker. You see, like, just how sadistic and crazy and also kind of smart and wily he is that they're... He's getting them to, to all kill each other off, so he's the only one left. Right. And he takes everything. Yeah, it is, it's this weird establishing character thing where uh, you do think he's crazy, but you're also like, oh, this was brilliant. Yeah. And you do kind of in a weird way like him, because he planned this master heist perfectly. Yeah. And it's also kind of, uh, uh, they're delaying showing Batman, like you're waiting for Batman to show up the whole time, like bust up this this uh, robbery or something, mm -hmm. he doesn't show up, and you're... Just the whole time you're, you're expecting Batman. They delay it like 15 or 20 minutes right. before you get a sight of Batman. Uh-huh. Yeah, and he doesn't show up to that in scene at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It also is interesting because I feel like it establishes as... Because I remember all the promotional stuff for it was like pictures of the Joker, but like hidden or like... Uh, it was like Joker makeup on a mirror. Yeah. And you didn't really see much. And then the first shot of the movie is a Joker scene. So yeah. setting up is like, oh, this is his movie. Right. Like, this is going to be... Batman is, like, the secondary thing that's compelling about this movie. This is a yeah. Joker movie. Yeah, he kind of... He really just steals the show in such a big way. Yeah. It's, um... Batman Returns did the same thing, whereas Batman was almost a secondary character. It's really about the Penguin. Yeah, right. Does that, and that movie begins with a Penguin scene, too, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I dig it. Um, th there's one thing that always... Uh, it ends in such a brilliant way where uh, he... One of his goons like crashes the the bus, the school bus through the bank. Right, and uh, he escapes in that, and then it just joins this like line of buses. Right, and just blends in with, and so he escapes like that. Um, but he, he, the 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 bank manager, he's like a mob guy. He comes out with a sawed off shotgun, and he's just blasting away. And they they shoot him, and then the Joker sticks. I I guess it's a, a grenade or a smoke grenade or something in yeah. his mouth. Right, and it's got like a. Uh, a long string attached to the pin, so he it kind of unravels as he gets onto the bus and he drives away, and it uh, pops out, and all the smoke starts coming out. And I've never been clear on what exactly happened. Is that some kind of poisonous gas, or is this like a a, a twist where you think it's going to be a grenade and it blows up and it's just like a smoke bomb? Oh yeah, I guess I never thought of that. I I, I remember I was always I was always so. Uh... I was like, oh, it's so cool that he joins the bus. But when I watched it this time, I'm like, how would the bus right behind not been like, hey, <laughs> yeah. well, this that, is weird. That came out of this ruins of a bank. Yeah. It's like, oh, there's there's debris coming off of this one. But yeah, no, I, I can't, I don't know why that happened either. I never thought of that, though. Yeah. Maybe the Joker has people who are driving the other buses, too? Because that had to be, like, so carefully timed to, have, to just... Join right. in with this line yeah. of Yeah, I think though they were maybe I'm being too simplistic with it, but the way I thought it was being read was like, oh, look how mastermind he was. He timed it perfectly to school because yeah, like yeah, there's yeah. voices of kids that are like they like dub over it as it joins the line, so you yeah. hear like man, 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 like yeah. from children. So I thought I don't know I I don't know I just think that it's not a perfect movie. Like it's a phenomenal movie. Yeah. There are there's like one scene where the cop pushes his head into the car and says, "Have a nice trip. See you next fall." <laughs> It's like, ooh. I missed that. Yeah, I'm like, how, how did that line make it in this movie? <laughs> so there are little things where you're like, all right, it's not a flawless right. movie. <laughs> I, I mean, normally on this podcast, we're dealing with such shitty movies that there's like so much to talk about. That's a good with point. With this, 
we have to really uh, nitpick to uh, find something. You need to relish in the ones that are actually like, okay, this one was a good one. Let's talk about the good things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm all for nitpicking because it gives us something to talk about. I'm sure. just saying, like, these are such tiny criticisms comparatively to to any movie. Uh huh. Which was the Arnold one? Uh, Is that Batman Forever? Batman and Robin. Okay, have you done that one? You have. Yes, yes. we have. Uh, there's some some just phenomenal lines in that one. Yes, yes, that. I I think I like that better than most people like that movie. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, because it's... I, I think if you go into it expecting The Dark Knight, you're going to be very disappointed. Right. But if you go into it... They, I mean, they were... When they were filming it, Joel Schumacher kept shouting at everyone, remember, this is a cartoon. We're filming a cartoon. Oh, okay. And if you go into it with that mentality, it's supposed to be really campy and silly. And yeah. It, it accomplishes its goal. Okay. Oh, that's interesting that he said this is a cartoon. Yeah. Yeah, I wish they would have like somehow nodded to that more so that people didn't just think it was cheesy. Like yeah. that's I learned today that uh Born in the USA by Bruce Springsteen is like an anti uh Yeah. Yeah, if you listen to the lyrics, yeah. it's very anti Vietnam War. Right. And like people just play it on the fourth of July now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like every uh camp every presidential campaign or senatorial right. campaign is just like playing that. Yeah, I wonder that's oh, it's hard to be an artist. <laughs> people just misinterpret your stuff. And then if it is dumb that everyone's going to understand, it's probably not worth doing. Yeah. Mm. Such is life, Danny. Such is life. Uh, so, Batman, District Attorney Harvey Dent, and Lieutenant Jim Gordon form an alliance to rid Gotham of organized crime. Bruce Wayne is impressed with Dent's idealism and offers him uh, to support his career. He believes that with Dent as Gotham's protector, he can give up being Batman and lead a normal life with Rachel Dawes, even though she and Dent are dating. Mm. It's, it's kind of a weird... Um, Bruce Wayne is just really trying to wedge himself into this and she's like trying to, to kind of it, it feels like he she's trying to brush him off politely and he's just not picking up her signals yeah because I mean at the end of the first one it yeah. ends with her saying I want to be like they want to be with her but she's like you, we can't because like you need to be Batman more than you need to be with me yeah and there, there's that weird, and the, but that's what's hard about this is that when it changes actress, I don't really buy that storyline anymore, <laughs> and I'm more in that camp of like, ugh, like yeah. he just won't take a hint. I kind of like that idea of like a girl like blowing you off, being like, oh, I totally would date you, but you're Batman. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, if only you weren't Batman, I would totally be in you. <laughs> She's like, I need an out. Well, he's Batman. Oh, good, that's perfect. I can't be dating a superhero. You're just looking for traits that you don't like about someone. It's like, oh yeah, it's uh, it's it's your Batmanness. No, you don't. You don't have time to date me. You you got your Batman thing going mm -hmm. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would just be slowing you down. Mm -hmm. What would the next guy be like? It's like, well, what do you like to do in your nights? Well, I uh, actually make jigsaw puzzles. It's like, oh really? Well, the last guy I dated fought crime. <laughs> Deal with that. <laughs> I, uh, I I used to do this bit. Um, the, the youngest pope ever was uh, Pope Innocent the Ninth or something. He was he was twelve years old okay. when he became the pope. Yeah, and he got kicked out when he was like nineteen, and they just went on to lead like a normal life and have like wife and kids and stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, and just like, can you imagine like having? That guy's your dad. Just like anything you do in high school, like dad, I made the football team. I got straight A's. And, you know, when I was your age, I was the pope. <laughs> I was the leader of a major world religion. That's funny. That's a good bet. <laughs> do you still do it? No, no, no. Mm. I've been there a long time. Yeah. Bring it back. <laughs>
the uh, it's an old Brian Regan bit of like I walked on the moon of that like people who brag about stuff at dinner <laughs> yeah. parties like how like the astronauts could just be sitting there and be like hmm just buy in time and be like oh really I walked on the moon <laughs> I think he ends one of his specials with it yeah it's such a good bit there, there's some uh, I forget who it is some comic is a bit um, a little bit like that uh, not as good as Brian Regan but something in effect like what an, a- uh, an asshole Neil Armstrong must be. Like, anytime he gets into an argument with his wife, she's like, will you just please take out the garbage? It's like, oh, you want me to take out the garbage? You want me to take out the garbage? What do you do with your life? I walked on the moon. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's I, that's a... I feel like that's probably a, a fun idea that a lot of people have played with. It's yeah. just... The exclusivity of walking on the moon is yeah. is so much above almost any other kind of exclusivity. Yeah. You can just... There's nothing... Like, how many people have a black Amex? Not many. Yeah. Way more than have walked on the moon. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, so they, they all, uh, they're, Batman agree or uh, Bruce Wayne agrees to, to fund Harvey's campaign. Uh, I forgot to ask you, like, how familiar are you with, with Batman outside this movie? What is your experience? With- Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, I watched the animated series growing up. Okay. Uh, I've seen a handful of the 90s movies. Okay. And, uh. Some of the cartoon stuff, but not like crazy familiar. This is by far my favorite Batman series. It was yeah, the yeah. Chris Nolan version. I, mean, of course, I think it's everybody's favorite. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so like enough that more than some, less than others. Okay. <laughs> Somewhere in the middle. This whole thing, it's very reminiscent of a, a, a comic called uh, Batman The Long Halloween. Okay, yeah, I would have no idea about yeah, anything yeah. like that. But it's all about um, uh, kind of early in his career, him like supporting Harvey Dent and like really believing in, in Harvey Dent and... Uh, uh, he has just very few, he's so disconnected from the world and he has so few friends. And so Harvey Dent becoming Two-Face just kind of shatters like one of his few connections oh, to got it. humanity. Oh, that's interesting. Because I remember in the cartoon that I would watch growing up, there was always this like back and forth of like, he would come back to reality and be like, Harvey, and they'd be like friends again yeah. for a hot second. Yeah. And then he would do something Two-Facey. Yeah, but it was <laughs> Two-Facey. Always, Two-Facey. And then it would be like this struggle. So that's what it was. It's yeah, like yeah. they were friends early on. Yeah. Ah, okay. And obviously this veers off from that storyline. Right, but right. that's interesting of like how much of these movies were drawn from the cartoons. Because I remember in The Dark Knight Rises, because mm-hmm. uh, it was Bane, I remember everyone like beforehand was predicting that he would break his back. Because right. that is like a big thing that happened in a comic. There's a big storyline. That's where Bane kind of came in in the Nightfall storyline. He okay. shattered uh, Batman's back. Right. So they did borrow bits and pieces, yes. but it's like they, they veer it's, off and do their own yeah, thing as it's, well. It's mostly its own thing. There's a little bit of influence from Long Halloween and Dark Victory. And there's a story from the 70s called Batman, uh, not that, uh, Joker's Five-Way Revenge. Okay. That uh, when Joker's killing all these people who are being protected in, in various ways, that's very reminiscent of Joker's Five-Way Revenge. Oh, interesting. So what do you think of, like, the way Nolan kind of borrows and does, like, are you on board with it? Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it, it's great. I mean, all comic book movies do that. When you've got, like, all these years of, of great storylines and stuff, they, they always, like, adapt little pieces here and there. Are there any that have done, like, one, like, one for one, like a straight up? Um, there's that animated movie a year ago called The Killing Joke. It okay. was a, a comic book that they they did. And they've done a lot of animated movies. Mm. Um, Dark Knight Returns was done. It was a comic book that was done as an animated movie. Uh, oh, okay. Under the Red Hood. Huh, interesting. What's, um, how much do you go into the other stuff? Because remember um, the X-Men movie that came out a couple years ago? Mm-hmm. The one where it's like the time travel one? 
Days of Future Past. Yeah. Yeah. Was that, do you remember, is that heavily done from a cartoon? Because that seemed like it was um, one idea. There is a famous X-Men comic called Days of Future Past. Um, I, I'm i not as familiar with the X-Men, so I think they okay. they took like the basic idea of it. I think they changed a lot of the, the details, but the... The larger premise, I think, is borrowed pretty heavily from the original story. Okay, that's fascinating. So, but with this, they took like a little bit of just of their rapport and then turned it into. Because in this movie, he doesn't like Harvey really. I mean, I guess he he's jealous that he's with the girl he loves. He's very jealous of him. I think he supports him, and I think he. Uh, I mean, he says quite clearly he believes in Harvey Dent. Right, that's true. And I think he um, he admires. There's some question in this about. Does he want to or can he retire as Batman? And maybe Harvey is clearing the way for that to be possible. Maybe mm-hmm. the city will be cleaned up right. enough to where it no longer needs Batman. And that's what he says to Rachel, like yeah. almost exclusively. Yeah. But it's like this weird thing is that he says that to her and she's like, well, like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, look, Bruce, you need to learn to take a hint. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've been dating this guy for like four years now. Mm-hmm. It's... We're we're getting married. It's not gonna happen. Yeah, how much how much time is between Batman Begins and Dark Knight? Do I think they say? nine months. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Oh. So maybe not four years. But she's been dating him a while. It's At least a, nine months. Yeah. It's well, a serious. And I don't well, maybe know. not. Who, maybe not. It's, it's a serious relationship. <laughs> they should have done that with like hamstring dialogue. We've been dating for four <laughs> months. <laughs> Did you ever see The Room? No. Oh, it's so good. It's... There's a there's a movie coming out about it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The Disaster Artist. Uh huh. Um, it's like the worst movie ever made, and uh, it's about this guy and his fiance. And she—they never say fiance; they always say future wife. Okay. And um, she cheats on him, and he—but throughout the whole thing, it's so poorly written. And he's always saying, "Like we've been dating for over five years, <laughs> and sometimes it's over seven years." <laughs> That's phenomenal. <laughs> I should watch it. That sounds oh, like a real good it's time. Really good. Okay. It's really good. It's a fun time with the movies. Yeah. Uh, so. Mob bosses Sal Moroni, Gamble, and the Chechen hold a video conference with corrupt accountant Liao, who has taken their funds and fled to Hong Kong. The Joker interrupts, warns them that Batman is unhindered by the law, and offers to kill them in exchange for half their money. Uh, Kill him, not them. Uh, But Gamble puts a bounty on the Joker instead after he insults him. After escaping and smuggling uh, smuggling himself as a corpse, the Joker kills Gamble and takes over his gang. The mob ultimately decides to take the Joker up on his offer. There were just so many... There's so many good scenes in what you just described. Oh, just so many moments that just stand out. The the, the Joker showing up to the mob meeting. Ah, ah, ah. Yeah. Ah, ah, you want to ah, see ah. a magic trick? Uh-huh. And just slamming the guy's head. Um, My brother would do that to me frequently. He would say, <laughs> he would do the pencil thing and say, do you want to see a magic trick? He'd be like, nope, no, I don't. Sure don't. <laughs> Uh, the the moment where um, he he kills the he gets smuggled in as a corpse they pretend they they've killed the Joker and they, they bring him in uh-huh. and he kills the the one guy he tells his two goons are uh, were uh, holding trials to get into the Joker gang yep. he snaps like the pool cue and throws like one half it to him you got to audition mm-hmm. for it we only have one spot and this is the first do you want to know how I got these scars yeah. uh, scene so yeah. he does this first one where you kind of do believe oh this is how it happened. Was that the one my father was a drinker? Uh-huh, and the, that the one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one night he comes in crazier than ever. Yeah. 
I wish I could do a better Joker because it's, it's a good. it's a fun voice to do. It's pretty good. Uh, well, don't n- never want to ask for it. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was like great. I wish it was like the voice I could just pull out and be perfect at. That would be real fun. My um, I, I just finished taking the UCB two hundred one. Uh huh. And I got my grade today. Congratulations. Thank you. What did you get? I got an A. You got an A. I got an A. I did very well. Wow, I got straight B's. Oh man. <sighs> Uh, that may, that makes me feel better because I got a B in 101. Well, and it's mostly Bs. Really? They, only, you only get A's if you're exceptional. You really? should feel very good about an A. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, my teacher wrote me a very nice note. Yeah, and, he should have. Uh, he said some, some very nice things. The one criticism he had is that I, I don't have a broad range of characters I can do, uh-huh. which is it, it, generous. <laughs> <laughs> it's all me. It's right. Just, Oh, every character you do is yourself. Oh, in yes. the scene. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, <laughs> I don't have characters that have volumes. <laughs> I can do loud me. I can do quiet me. Yeah. I can do regular voice <laughs> me. That's about it. That's what about are uh, what was the nice things he said about you? I'm going to call it me. You brag about yourself. Uh, he said that I have a great understanding of game and premise. I'm nice. very patient. I'm a good listener. I listen to my scene partner very well. That's phenomenal. Yeah. Do you like improv or stand-up more? I think stand-up, I, th- I really like improv. More, the more I do it, the more I really like it. But, okay. Um, I gotta go stand-up. All right. Yeah, it's a tough one, though. But you, it, you, can, you can follow your heart as it goes and then go in different directions. Yeah. What do you think? You, you've done uh, yeah, a bit of both. I did. I, I did up until advanced for improv. And then I, I just like stand-up more, so I yeah. went with it. And it's just, you can do it at your own pace more. Yeah, uh, I like um, uh, so many creative projects I, I feel like I've done over the years, like, trying to start a band or something in high school or do uh, when I was like in middle school I, I would really want to film videos or like short things and yeah it, it's so hard to get a whole group of people to do the same thing at the sure. same time yeah agree. totally and with stand-up you don't have to count on anyone else it's you just have to show up and you have to do the work yeah for sure are you on a team I am uh, it's, <laughs> <laughs> I am I um uh, it's uh, I'm on a team called um <clears throat> informal attire. It's not the greatest team, but it's uh, it's not like a UCB official thing, or it's an indie team. Well, sure, yeah, yeah, uh, and we've done a few shows. How dare you shit on your team on <laughs> mic? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm trying to be polite. Uh, <laughs> they're great. I bet it's great. We we've had some great moments. It's they're they're very funny. Informal attire. Yeah, I, uh, I don't. A lot of the people on the team. My one thing is about them is I don't know how much training they have mm. and how much training they're really interested in doing. Do you wear suits? <laughs> yes, we all wear suits. <laughs> we're tuxedos. Today. I think that'd be so funny if you have a team name called Informal Attire and you all wear tuxedos all the time. I asked Alon Elion to do my podcast. Oh, I was he's like, so funny. I, I, he's going to be on it soon. But I said, hey man, do you want to be interested in being on my podcast? And he responded with, what's the dress? <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Alon is, uh, he was on um, our, our, our episode, uh, Batman del Piano de Eros, the Italian porno. And Phenomenal. I don't, it was a really good episode. I don't think he came across on that episode as, we ended up getting kind of serious. He, I don't think he came across as funny as he really is. Oh, he's, he's hysterically, hysterically funny. funny. Yeah. But also, like, but I think both sides of that, he has a lot of depth to him as well, so it's yeah. like a nice, I remember once we were hanging out outside of a show and I was looking at my phone and he got mad at me for not being in the present moment. <laughs> and I'm like, it was annoying in the time, but it, uh, but it was also like, what a good trait for a person to have. Yeah. Like he was valuing uh, real conversation, which is a rarity these days. Yeah. That's he's, not he's recorded. Really such a sweet guy. Sometimes he's, he's so sweet, but like in a kind of a weird way sometimes. And he's also so sticky that there have been times when I thought he was doing shtick 
And I was like trying to play along with it. He's like, "What are you doing? I'm trying to have a serious conversation." Uh, <laughs> like, oh, okay, I guess I'm an funny. asshole. That's <laughs> great. Does your Batman podcast usually devolve into uh, saying nice things about your friends? Because <laughs> I feel like it should. Uh, go check out Alani Oyan. He's very funny. Wonderful, go. wonderful guy. Right. I'm sorry. I feel like I started interviewing you. I can't help it. It's, no, it's no, what I like fine. to do. Uh, you've got a great podcast yourself, Comedians in Coffee Getting Cars. That's my podcast. Plug it up. We're going to yeah. plug it as much as we can. <laughs> um, so they... they uh, Joker takes over. Uh-huh. Um, Dent approaches the entire mob while Batman finds Lao in Hong Kong and brings him back to Gotham to testify against them. The Joker threatens to keep killing people unless Batman reveals his identity and starts by murdering police commissioner Gillian B. Loeb uh, and the, the judge presiding over the mob trial. The Joker also tries to kill Mayor Anthony Garcia, but Gordon sacrifices himself to, to stop the assassination. Dent learns that Rachel is the next target. I I take issue with them saying that uh, he starts by murdering police commissioner that uh, Gillian Loeb because he starts with killing the the fake Batman. That's true, right? Oh yeah, that's a good point. Uh, and I mean, it depends on just I guess how you look at where this is. You're saying in terms of people he's killing after he makes the deal with the mob. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So he makes the deal with the mob, and so like how to get at Batman. Yeah. yeah, no, for sure. That's the, definitely the right progression. There's a, a scene at the beginning that we uh, we kind of skipped over where um, the scarecrow is selling drugs to these Russians. Right. And then uh, these, uh, it looks like Batman shows up for the first time. And then it's it's not it's Batman. It's a copycat. Yeah, it's a copycat guy. And Batman shows up and beats everybody up, including the copycat Batman. And then uh, the Joker ends up killing this copycat. Right. What did you think about that idea of Batman's inspiring copycats now? Yeah, well, first of all, I love the, I'm not wearing hockey pads. Yeah, That's a like, fun line. Like, What's the difference between me and you? I'm not wearing hockey pads. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's interesting because it's, uh, when he goes to turn himself in later, mm. it's this, like, this weight of responsibility that he feels because he's inspired other people. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Uh, it it kind of sets up this interesting question about he he's questioning the legitimacy of these other guys and their rights and uh, kind of asserting that they're just vigilantes. But what is what is he? What, why does he have more of a right to do this? Because he has money and he <laughs> uh, went and uh, hallucinated on flowers <laughs> and learned how to do it from someone else. Yeah, I mean, it's nothing about what he's doing is... Uh, sanctioned by anyone or anything so right. it's just other people doing the exact same thing yeah but i mean it's kind of what at the end of the first movie they say of is like uh if we started carrying semi-automatic weapons they start carrying automatic weapons mm -hmm. like we have one guy in a mask they're gonna have crazy so like the yin and yang of like hey him being around caused the joker yeah so kind of it's it's doing this uh setting up things that it's uh it may or may not have happened if he wasn't around. Yeah, that that escalation is a big theme in right. this movie. Uh huh. Things are, are kind of uh, he's making everything crazier. He's inspiring people kind of on both sides. Mm -hmm. Right, and he feels the weight of that. Yeah, uh, at multiple different times, like like when when Rachel does die, he said, "Did I cause this?" Yeah, and it's just like you can tell he has this like weight that it, it's. Yeah, I don't know. Is that a common theme in a lot of the other Batman stuff? Because I feel like he hits he hits it hard in this one. Um, the the idea of him inspiring villains. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that, that comes up a lot. They they talk, um, but maybe not villains as much as copycats, because 
not to not this directly, but I mean, there's a lot of vigilantes who work with him. There's Robin, Nightwing, Bat, uh, Batgirl, Batwoman, Catwoman. Yeah, I feel Huntress. like there was one cartoon I saw once where I think Batgirl dies, maybe. Or... Killing joke. What's that? Uh, or killing joke, she gets shot in the spine. And okay. Paralyzed. Yeah. And, like, the weight of responsibility of, like, oh, I caused this because these children are wanting to join me. <laughs> yeah. And, like, in some of them, Robin is very small. He's, like, a little boy. Yeah. And it's, like, how are you in good conscience doing this? <laughs> yes. How are you going to allow this? Yeah. There, there's almost kind of this, it's, it's like he's, he's earned the right because he's become so trained and he's put so much effort into yeah. to doing this in a way that these guys who just show up and they have a gun, they haven't earned this right this yeah i guess i mean it's a it's a slippery slope slippery slope slippery slope <laughs> slippery, that, that. uh but like in the third one too is like where they hint at robin in, the, yeah. in this series and it's like a very it's a very specific way that they do it it's not typical batman and right. robin relationship but the the third one uh it, it kind of continues on from this it becomes a lot more populist and there's batman's not working alone in right. the same way he has in the first two. He's really oh, that's reaching true. out, and a lot of people are helping him in various ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, which kind of is like the logical conclusion of what he's dealing with with all these copycats in this one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, kind of embracing the don't fight against people who want to be inspired by you. Just yeah. take that, that uh, energy and that passion and... and use it and help them to deserve it. Yeah. Another interesting thing about this that I thought that I noticed rewatching it this time was, because uh, this movie came out pre-ISIS videos. Yes, 2008. So, yeah, so it has a weird, like the, the video footage ooh, yeah. of the Joker, yeah, it like yeah. rings hard at like ISIS and you're like, ooh, this is before that, so it's... Yeah, so um, so the, the the Joker, the first guy he kills is the, the copycat Batman. Right. He... Um, he just kind of slams the, the body of him. He's, he's hung from a noose. Right. And he's painted, uh, his face is, he's wearing the Batman costume, but his face is painted like the Joker. And his body just drops and slams up against this window. It's a big shock. Everyone's surprised. People think it's Batman who, who's dead. And he's got a uh, Joker card uh, pinned to his chest. And um, uh, then they, they find this video of him basically torturing this guy, and uh, of the Joker torturing this guy, humiliating him. And um, it was actually shot and directed by Heath Ledger, those videos. Really? Yeah. Oh, no way. Yeah, Christopher Nolan let him do his own thing with those. Yeah, because he did his own makeup too, right? I don't think he did his own makeup. They did some kind of weird um, prosthetic makeup they described it as. Well, yeah, they did the prosthetics, but then he did his own makeup is what I think. What I thought I read. Maybe I'm wrong. but I don't I... think so, but they, they said that something about his makeup, it was supposed to be in the prosthetics, were like super quick to put on, so he was only in there for like half an hour. Right. Okay, maybe that was was. It was just the idea that he did it himself hastily. Yeah. Because in different scenes, it's done in varying levels, too. Yeah. So you can tell there's a difference between how his makeup's put on. Right. Like, sometimes it was probably done hastily, and sometimes it was done a little more thoroughly. Right. Uh, but I just thought that was an interesting part of the character. Yeah. That I didn't know this part. That's even more fascinating that they let him make it. So it's like really like what it would have done if he was making yeah. his own thing. And That's great. And apparently it was kind of improvised and they, they shot like a couple different ways. And um, I, I would love to see. I don't know if they, I don't think they've ever released like the alternate versions of those videos. Oh, yeah. To see. Huh. Yeah, that's crazy. I always like roll my eyes a little bit at actors when they get too into the process and that type of stuff. But on the other hand, it's like, 
sometimes it leads to stuff like this and it's cool. Yeah. Because I remember there was a lot of talk about Jared Leto when he was doing the Joker in Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Like, that he would, like, send used condoms to people yeah, on set. it leads to that. Yeah, so it's like, and it's like, oh, it's still a bad movie. Yeah. So sometimes it's that, but then sometimes it's like, oh, I want to really get into it and do the things he did, and, like, that leads to a good result. So, yeah. I don't know. Life is about sometimes things work, sometimes they don't. How shitty would it be if he done all that and it just be well i guess it would have been suicide squad yeah and it was bad yeah. <laughs> right but there's some movies like uh like people give uh robert de niro all his accolades for like uh putting on all that weight in um raging bull okay and then uh vin diesel did the same thing for some movie but it was like a really shitty movie so and you're like, like, who cares yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um and, and who was it, it was uh 50 Cent, he lost, like, a ton of Oh, right, I remember that. some movie to play, like, the cancer patient. Yeah. And it was a horrible movie. Right, right. and so everyone's like, and then they forget about it immediately. Yeah. That's funny. We glossed over uh, one of the, the scene when they're in, when he go, does the reverse thing into the airplane. Yes. Uh, it's yeah. one of the best, like, I get, like, with that heist scene, there's just some of the best, like, action scenes yeah. in these movies that are just, like, visually so cool. Yeah. So he, um, he... To, to ca- capture the, the Asian accountant the, the, in Hong Kong, right. uh, he has to blow up this window and he um, swoops in and grabs him out of the skyscraper and he releases kind of this uh, balloon from, from his back that's uh, tied to it and a plane just kind of scoops up the balloon and these, the two of them are, are dragged behind it. It's a fantastic scene. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, and... Uh... I like the the dialogue with him and uh, Morgan Freeman when it's like, and he's telling me he's like, "How about getting back in the plane?" Now that's more like it, Mister Wayne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, Batman on the, I think they filmed it. I think it was that scene that they filmed the, the Sears Tower. We has to like shoot the plastic explosives onto that. Oh, that's the Sears Tower. I think it was. There's some scene where he's on the Sears Tower, and it was actually Christian Bale. Like they wanted to have a stunt man, and he insisted on doing it himself. Oh man. Ooh. But I mean, that was supposed to be in Hong Kong, right? Yeah, maybe it wasn't that scene. So oh, I but didn't... in some scene, he's on the Sears Tower. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's always funny, too, about like what the, what cities they use. Because in The Dark Knight Rises, they actually use New York. Yeah. And then in this one, I think they use Pittsburgh. Is that right? I think Pittsburgh and Chicago. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Apparently, Hong Kong, they had like a, just a nightmare of a time uh, shooting there. Yeah. Um, so they had to... Uh, they had like CGI, like a lot of stuff from Hong Kong. Okay. It was so hard. I'm going to filibuster for a second. What, do what? Uh, never mind. I just had to close that door. Oh, you said fill, you wanted me to fill the air, and I failed miserably at doing that. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That's okay. I'm like, hey, he probably said something, but I don't know what it was. <laughs> do you edit these at all ever or not? Uh, a little bit, not a whole lot. Like that part. <laughs> <laughs> we, we might be. There's been like a handful of times where somebody's asked me to take something out. Oh, right. And if they ask, I'll, I'll take it. Can out. you take out all the parts where I've talked about Batman? Because I don't really <laughs> care for I'll just take out your parts. Appreciate this episode. That. Thank you. <laughs> It'll just be me talking about You've just been an insane person. <laughs> Have you ever had to do one by yourself? No. Okay. No, that, that wouldn't be. That'd be awful. <laughs> that'd be so boring. It's just a guy. He's like, I like this scene. <laughs> Bye. Yeah, <laughs> that's all it was. That, it would just be like like uh, like me doing like a book report in first grade. Like, <laughs> yeah. My favorite thing about Batman uh, is uh, his cape. Do people mention the Batman poster you have in this room? Is uh, that a common thing people do? They don't. That's actually not a Batman poster. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna that's go kill myself. Yeah. I've got a bunch of Batman posters. That is not one. That is uh, Frankenstein. 
oh, well, you know, in my mind, it looked like Batman was up top and then it was Bruce Wayne as a boy being very sad below him. Kind of looks like that. Right. I just, I I assumed. Yeah. And when you assume, (laughs) you make an ass. It's the the whole text of uh, Frankenstein on on a poster forming the shape of Frankenstein. That's very cool. I've seen some of those about other books. I didn't know that that's for that. Yeah, that's very cool. I remember when I was in college, I did uh, some things. I was, I saw one of those and I started doing a couple of those. Mm -hmm. I just blatantly ripped off the idea and claimed it as my own. (laughs) Yeah. It's really cool though. It's very cool. I actually do have a, have a woodcut of like a map of Gotham City. Oh, really? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And um, if you uh, use the bathroom in my house, you'll see Batman on the toilet. Great. A giant picture there. I'll have to, I'll make sure to do that at some yeah. point. And uh, I'll show you after we're done recording the kitchen, I have uh, Batman just violently puking. Nah, nice. Yeah. What does your girlfriend think about this? It doesn't love him. <laughs> doesn't love, him. Doesn't love it. Crazy. Tolerates it. <laughs> What does she think about the fact that you have a Batman podcast? I don't want to get it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, no, she tolerates it. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's, uh, uh, she's actually been on a few times. She's, oh, uh, nice. She's very good. That's it. great. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Bat- Batman, uh, where are we in this movie? Um, so they, they pull him out of the, the plane, um, and then they, they just kind of dump the Asian guy like in front of the courthouse. That's right, yeah. Which is... It's really fun, but it always, that's such a good common thing in superhero comics and TV shows and movies where you can't just like dump somebody like in a jail. Yeah. And like everyone's going to be like, well, it's, there's no evidence. That <laughs> man's not going to show up in the right. witness stand. Uh, <laughs> yeah. How are they going to hold him? Yeah. Because uh, they even, they try to, what's always so interesting about the Christopher Nolan version of these is uh, they don't cartoon it up at all. It's yeah. like they try to justify and make it as like real world as possible. Right. And in this one, they talk about, like, they're like, they're like, Batman has no jurisdiction. Like, he can just go and... Because he was... He did commit a crime here, and it's just that he left. Right. So then Batman bringing him back, I guess he technically did commit a crime as well to get him back here. I, I get... Would that be... Can you just put someone on trial? Somebody takes it upon themselves to bring him back? I don't know. You should have gotten a lawyer to do this yeah. uh, one to see what the legality <laughs> of what they do in this film is. I guess that's kind of what a bounty hunter is, right? That's true, yeah. Did you, did you watch uh, last week tonight with John Oliver? Uh, I I watched it occasionally. I haven't seen it. Recently. He did one of the long, elaborate pieces about uh, people who do like bounty hunters, and it's just an insane world. It's like yeah, it's this wild west of it's kind of in the law, kind of not, but it's yeah. these people making money doing it. Yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah. So Batman fits into this somehow. He's just dog the bounty hunter a little <laughs> bit later in life. What if that's ba- my, that's ba- my ba- that's my theory is uh, you can have a, your little Heath Ledger is uh, <laughs> uh, was in the army. Mine is that Dog the Bounty Hunter becomes Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what it is. Bro, man, mm-hmm. he just calls it from bro- oh god, Batman in Hawaii. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I would that's, that's so fun. Much. That's a fun idea. Yeah. So he puts him on the. Uh, I had never thought about that, 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 like, what the legality of that actually is, that he does that. I, I guess you can still put him on trial, because it's not, it's not the police who are violating right. the law. Because they do try to do it pretty realistic, like, they have him on the stand, he says, like, I can give you the names of all the people, and it's like, uh, we can try them all as one, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it's a RICO case. A RICO case. Which I'm I, like, sure. I think is a real thing. I would think so. I mean, that would fit. I feel like I've heard it in some other movies, mm-hmm. so I'm assuming it's a real thing. It's gotta be a real thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they had um, they had that little detail where a 
uh, some mob guys on the stand, and he pulls a gun on Two Face, right? Uh, on Harvey Dent, he's not Two Face yet. Yeah. And um, uh, Harvey, it like jams, and he grabs it away and like disassembles it. And apparently, like, the way he disassembled it is like accurate to how you actually would disassemble that. Like, okay. He does something weird with his finger. And then he um, he has some remark about how it's like a carbon fiber gun, and that's like how it's able to get through the metal detectors. Oh right, yeah, I guess. But like that, they would have been able to find a gun on him, right? You think they would have searched him? Yeah, I but... feel like that was an unreal. And then that line of like, "I suggest you buy American," and then people clap. It's like, okay, this is a little, <laughs> this is in the have a nice trip, see you next fall. It's like you went a little too far. What I thought that they were gonna do the, the first time I saw this, what I thought was gonna happen there is. Um, uh, traditionally, that's where Harvey Dent becomes Two Face. A guy in the courtroom throws acid on his face. He's got like a little water bottle. Oh, really? That's the yeah. the true origin story. Yeah, and oh, it just I didn't know doesn't that. make any sense about like why it's only half his face and it's like so perfectly done. Okay, yeah. His face. And uh, <laughs> he was wearing a fifty uh, percent cover. He <laughs> yeah. had blue painter's yeah. tape on his face at the time, <laughs> so that it made a clean line. <laughs> The whole time I was watching those things, it's not really two face; it's more like half face. <laughs> I feel like I've heard that joke somewhere. Oh, have you? Okay. Uh, but no, that's funny. I like that. <laughs> yeah, I do like how they do ultimately do it. Of like, it makes sense that it's like yeah, they give it yeah. like legitimacy. They justify. It's like such they an, play game well. <laughs> yeah, it's such an insane thing, and the fact that they were able to come up with a way it's kind of plausible, right? Is is very cool. Yeah. Which is what I think the genius of like this version is. Is like how can we put this in reality that actually does work, and it kind of does. Yeah, and they made uh, Christopher Nolan had a big thing about there's so many villains that people wanted him to put into his movies, and he just said like absolutely not. There's just not. There's no way to do the penguin where it's realistic. You can't do a realistic penguin. We've talked about this that Trump is really not that far from the ah, penguin. That's that funny. Christopher Nolan felt like he couldn't do that, or or like Killer Croc would be too hard to do yeah, realistically. Sure. Right, that makes sense. Or uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. Clayface would be. Yeah, that'd be difficult. Right. So, and even Bane was like, they like change him a lot to make him realistic. Right. I mean, he was huge in the movie, but like yeah. he wasn't cartoon huge. Yeah. Like in the cartoon, he has like a tiny head on top of the world's yes. largest body. Yeah. And he also wears like a Lucha Libre mask. Uh-huh, right. Oh, yeah, that would have been a bit much. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that part. Oh, yeah, that's weird. Um, so Bruce decides to reveal his secret identity because the Joker's threatening to, to kill someone, somebody uh, every hour. Oh, they do this uh, this great thing. This is the Joker's five-way revenge where he, he's going to kill all these public servants. And so uh, all the, the police that go to protect them. Right. And all the people have like heavily... Heavy police presence. There's all these efforts, and it just doesn't matter. The Joker finds a way to get around every one of them. Um, the the police commissioner is in his office, and he drinks like a sip of whiskey, and the whiskey's been yeah. poisoned. Uh-huh. Somebody else gets into their car, and the car has been uh, they turn it on. And it's just this little montage of people dying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and and they're not actually they go a good bit of the movie at this point without really showing him, mm-hmm. and it's like it builds this like suspense. Like that once they do show him again, it's like, oh yeah, he's just killing people. Yeah. Um, and then there's uh, that great scene where um, the mayor, I think it's the mayor, um, is giving like a speech and they have a big parade of police. Right. And they're expecting like a sniper because there's like a thousand windows all over the place. Yeah. And uh, so Batman uh, 
tracks it down. He, he finds the room, and the w- room has like a, a telescope, like pointed there, and the, the blinds are in a timer. Uh-huh. So the blinds shoot up, and he's standing there with what looks like a gun, and uh, everybody starts shooting at him. And then, meanwhile, the Joker is among the the police with no makeup on. Yeah. And he's got a gun because he's with the police, and he starts shooting at the mayor. I paused that a couple times just to see like Heath Ledger's non Joker face. Yeah. Because I the first couple times I saw him, like I couldn't even imagine that that was Heath Ledger. Like it was so separated in my mind. Yeah. And then without the makeup, I'm like, oh yeah, that is him. <laughs> it's just such a good acting job that you like. He really do get lost in that this isn't that person. There's some meme online about like a. This soldier came back from war and he's been disfigured, but I think still think he's handsome. He fought for a country, and someone was like, "That's Heath Ledger from Dark Knight." That's super funny. Yeah, that's I always wonder if those things are real or if that's just like manufactured. Like, I want to believe it's real. I, I, I can see like, somebody, yeah. <laughs> someone legitimately yeah. thought that. He's a movie star. Of right. course, he's still handsome. Yeah. <laughs> he's like a guy who was paid for being handsome. <laughs> he still looks good. Yeah. Uh, this is, I'm trying to remember chronologically, is this, we're still before, uh, Bruce's party where the Joker comes in, right? Uh, I believe so. Um, but let, let's talk about that. We might have skipped over that, so let's talk about that. Um, this is also, Commissioner Gordon, like, dives in the way of the, uh, the mayor's, uh, bullet and, and uh, he appears... Oh, no, like, no, this must be after that, then. I think it's after, so Yeah. Gordon dies. "Quote unquote dies." Uh huh. Yes. Well, there were air quotes there for the for the viewers at home. Yeah. And by viewers, I mean listeners. <laughs> so this summary is skipping over a lot. So let's go back to the, the party scene. Yeah, that's a great scene. It's such a good scene. Um, apparently, I read this note. What is that? Um, uh, Alfred, who plays out? Uh, uh, Michael Caine. Yeah, Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Yeah. Uh, if you say the words Michael Caine, you're saying Michael Caine the way he says it. Michael Caine. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Real fun. Uh, he that's was not so your cocaine. Uh, cocaine. My cocaine. My cocaine. That's someone's joke too, right? I'm sure. Uh, uh, that when the like when he first comes out of the elevator and sees him, he was so startled that he had a line that he just didn't say. Yeah, and they yeah, kept yeah. that in the movie of him just being startled. He hadn't seen. I think he'd ever met Heath Ledger. He definitely hadn't seen him in makeup. Before. Yeah, right. Crazy. Yeah, I love that story. It was great. And uh, so uh, Joker just kind of busted into this uh, party where um, they're they're raising funds for for Harvey Dent and. This is him. I mean, he's so good throughout this entire movie. This might be him at his absolute mm-hmm. best, though. Where's Harvey? Harvey, I need to talk with him. Yeah. The way he's just, his, his little movements as he grabs, like, some hors d'oeuvres off mm-hmm. a plate, and he's just kind of smacking his lips as yeah. he eats it, and everybody's just, all the attention is on him. He's just very casually kind of striding through this room. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Uh-huh. It's just like, it's like, oh, this is... It's such a commanding scene. Like, it's silent, mm-hmm. and he's just, like, grabbing stuff, and you hear little clanks, and then, he, like, he sets down the champagne. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, there's so much tension in that scene. Oh, it's it's so just good. really, really well done. It's so good. And he uh, grabs um, uh, Rachel Dawes, uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal, uh-huh. and he's he has another one of those, you want to know how I got these scars? That's right. This is yeah. the second time now. Yeah. Uh, and this is where he says it's his, his wife got injured, uh-huh. or, or the uh, mob cut her up. And he did this to uh, to look like her and try, and, and she is also just acting her ass off. She looks so terrified, mm-hmm. and she's kind of squirming and trying to get away from him. Right, she's nails it. Uh-huh. Nails it. She can't stand the sight of me. Yeah, that's what he's. Yeah, and then he says, <laughs> and then uh, Batman says, "Let her go." It's yeah. a very poor choice of words. <laughs> oh God, it's so good. Uh, which that like is where like the campy line like I think works really well. I'm yeah. like, oh, it's perfect. Yeah. It's. And then he, like, laughs maniacally. Yeah. Like, they keep enough of his, 
fun, laughy type stuff. Yeah. It's just done subtly and not, it's not Jack Nicholas like, just laugh, like insane laughter. It's yeah. like, it makes sense when he's laughing maniacally as yeah. he's just like an insane person. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Um, so after the, the mayor is killed, um, an accountant, uh, Coleman Reese, an accountant at Wade Enterprises, uh, no wait, that's skipping over some stuff. Um, uh, Bruce decides to, to reveal his identity and before he can, Dent announces he is Batman. He's right. in a big press conference uh-huh. where he's, he's trying to say we can't just give in to the Joker and everyone's calling for Batman to turn himself in because that's the only way to get the Joker to stop killing people. And Dent uh, says we can't give in to this this terrorist. We, we've got to protect Batman. Everyone's like, oh, he's a vigilante. We've got to, you're, you're a cop and you're refusing to do your job, which that's a, they've got a fair point. point. Yeah. Fair point. <laughs> you can't just announce like, no, I don't want to do my job. Yeah. <laughs> I've made a, a decision. I will not do my job. <laughs> uh, there's a uh, in that every, every good movie needs some kind of self-sacrificial Jesus scene, and this yeah. is where Harvey Dent <laughs> is the Christ figure and sacrifices his life for someone else. Yeah. So you gotta have that just to get the tug at the heartstrings in all the right places. Yeah. He announces that he is Batman, mm-hmm. and so they they take him away and they lock him up. Um, there's a big thing uh, theme of. of uh, of kind of secrets. It's like a big theme throughout this movie mm-hmm. and of, of uh, knowledge being power and how in the same way that um, Batman earlier didn't want the, the copycats to, to emulate him because he's the only one who can do this and who knows how to handle this. Yeah. Everyone in this movie has their moment of, I'm, I need to keep this secret. I'm going to lie to protect people because I know better than they do. So I'm going to tell this lie to, to hide the truth. Right. And this is the Aaron Eckhart part of it where he does yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I've made this deci- decision that my lie is better than the truth. Right. Yeah. Which is the, I like that. I'm on board with that as a concept. Yeah. That's kind of what we're doing with stand up. We're make, we're lying to get an ultimately <laughs> bigger truth sometimes. Yeah. I'll change details of stories to make it funnier to ultimately get to the real point quicker and better. Sometimes. So I'm lying to get to a bigger truth. I Sometimes you're right. Yeah. Sometimes I'm just lying because it's fun. <laughs> I don't tell that many stories from my own life. Right. Days, so I don't have to lie. Mm. It always there used to be jokes where I'd lie like a little bit for that exact reason. Yeah. And always felt dirty to me. Oh really? Yeah. I love a good lie. <laughs> It'd be like they were never major lies, but I have like a, a bit where I talk about how I used to be a counselor, and I told this story about this kid I worked with. And the reality was that it's not a counselor. I worked as an administrative assistant for the court, and I worked with this kid. Yeah, but it's, it's so much easier to say counselor. Yeah, it wasn't important to right, the story. Right, exactly. It just, I needed to get to why I was dealing with this kid. Totally. And um, You felt just, weird about it? I always felt weird. Cause then That's so weird to me. Sometimes people would talk to me, and they'd be like, oh, you were a counselor? Well, not really, but I, it's just easier than... Yeah, for saying, sure. I made up for a joke that a girl cheated on me once, because I thought it made for a better punchline, and I was correct, so I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> It's not true, but it's a better punch. <laughs> Is there any layer of truth to that? No, I've never been cheated on. <laughs> I was just, I, it was, it's a thing about Facebook, about Facebook articles. Uh-huh. And I got mad. There was this one article that said, this man put three pounds of onions in a frying pan and you're going to love what happens next. <laughs> and I clicked on it. And it was a recipe for French onion soup. And I said, I, <laughs> the line is said, I was furious. I said, two years ago, I dated a girl that cheated on me and I felt more betrayed by this. I was livid. <laughs> it's not true. I just thought it was funny. <laughs> I don't know. Truth is 
Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> you do your, th- your thing. I think in um, uh, a little bit in this and really in Dark Knight Rises, a lot of the lies start to kind of backfire they catch up. on them. Yeah. Like, well, I'm trying to think of an example. Um, well, at the end of the movie, uh, Alfred makes the decision to, to burn that letter. Oh, then, right. Yeah. In uh, Dark Knight Rises, it, it comes out. With the, the, it's and um, uh, Bruce has been living with this lie and believing this lie for so long. Yeah, but in in this movie, it feels like a kindness. Yeah, like when he does it, you're like, oh, thank God he did that. Like, yeah, it's, and there's no question he's doing it for the right reason. It's yeah, His it's merciful. It's just it's almost like you would want it if like him to wait like a month and then tell him. You yeah. know, like just not tell him in the moment, but tell right. him soon enough that it doesn't ruin his life. Yeah. That's, I guess, where you wanted it to be in that sweet spot. Yeah. Or, or like, the, um, the hiding that Harvey Dent became Two-Face at the end of the movie. That's a major part of oh, right, sure. Dark Knight Rises. Uh-huh. That they, the police have been part of this huge cover-up. Right. That's, I think, another part that makes this movie so great, is that it's such a good setup for the yeah. end of the trilogy. Yeah. That the movie ends and you're like, all right, this is the end of the movie. It's a standalone thing, but it is set up perfectly to be like, ooh, what's going to happen next? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so Bruce decides to reveal the secret of the entity, but uh, Harvey does it instead. Um, Dent is taken into protective custody, but the Joker appears and attacks the convoy. This was such a good scene. Yeah, it's... The fact that you find out later that he wanted to be caught, yeah, but the, yeah. the still like visually, it's one of the most stunning scenes. When that like eighteen wheeler flips over right at the camera, yeah. it's one of the coolest. It's it like was a practical effect. It wasn't CGI. They actually did they really over an eighteen wheeler. No, yeah. How fun is that? <laughs> <laughs> There's one moment where it was like a little over the top, where um, the Joker pulls up beside the convoy in this truck. It says um, it said like laughter is the best medicine, but he painted like a red S. In front of laughter. Oh, right. Like slaughter. I do I do remember that, right. Yeah, that's a little much, but it's also, I, I don't know, I think that's kind of fun, too. Yeah, yeah and then he pull, and then he does it, pulls it off, and then... Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and then uh, there's this big hulking cop who um, uh, is wearing, like, a, a helmet the whole time in the convoy. Right. And there's this scene almost exactly like this in uh, Batman Dark Victory where that cop turns out to be Batman. So I'm expecting that the whole time. Oh, really? And then Batman shows up in the Batmobile. I was like, oh, well, I, I don't know what's going yeah, on here. Yeah, that's such a fun layer that you have of knowing so much backstory yeah. about Batman that you're seeing this kind of, like, I would have never have thought that in a million years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very cool. That turns out it's Gordon. Gordon faked his death. Another secret. He's obscuring the truth. Yeah, uh-huh. And, and then he goes back to his wife later. And it's like, yeah, I faked my death, but I'm fine. Right, yeah. And the fact that in the third one, they get divorced. Like, it, all these yeah. secrets catch up to him in that context, too. Yeah, I, I, can you blame her? Well, no, absolutely not. So why are you divorcing him? Uh, he pretended to die yeah. and didn't tell me or my children. <laughs> yes. And traumatized us. Yeah. His son's kind of okay with it. His son doesn't really seem to be bothered like, too much. I have a feeling. Yeah. Like, okay, kid. <laughs> Yeah, right. Ooh, yeah, even the ending with like all that family stuff, it's like, all right, yeah, I could, I, I can see, see how, how this leads to divorce. divorce. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's like a, a big chase scene, and uh, uh, Batman uh, or uh, the Joker shoots that rocket at the armored cars. Right. They've been shooting out with guns. It's not really doing anything. Mm-hmm. And like, it'll be fine. There's nothing sure like a rocket can get through this then he literally pulls out an RPG uh-huh. and tries to blow it up 
And, and then we have another Christ moment of sacrificing yourself yeah, for... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Batman comes in. I, Batman believes in Harvey Dent so much. He's literally taking, not not just a bullet, a grenade. Yeah. He's falling on the grenade for him. Like a... Uh, Rocket-propelled grenade. Uh-huh. Like Bruno Mars talked about. Yeah. I know that reference. I would take a grenade for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, do you know that song? No. Oh, man. <laughs> it was popular about six years ago. <laughs> Wasn't there a Fall Out Boy song? Like, Grenade Jumper? Something? Maybe. Uh, I only know the Bruno Mars reference. <laughs> it was from when I was in college. That's uh, so much longer than God. Isn't it upsetting to think about how long ago college was now? Uh, Sidebar. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, uh, they they catch the the Joker. Uh, or before there's a I, I'm skipping skimming over it. There, there's a scene that um, uh, the Joker's car has been destroyed and um, Bat, the Batmobile has been destroyed, but he kind of launches out of it in this motorcycle. That is a very Bat cool Pod. scene. Yeah. Um, which the bat pop looks so cool. Uh huh. Yeah. It's like a motorcycle, but you're kind of laying down mm-hmm. on it. It's got these giant, thick ass wheels. That is the wheel from the Batmobile. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah which yeah. is cool. Yeah. And it's like a motorcycle that's mostly wheel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, it was just like impossible to drive because you have to like steer with like your shoulders instead of your arms. Oh sure. And like only one stunt man was able to successfully drive wow. this. Wow. He said he had like unlearned everything he knew about riding a motorcycle. That's crazy. Yeah. Huh. And Christian Bale like, tried to try this and everyone was like, no, you're not Stop this. this. Stop doing this. Yeah. yeah. It's so funny that like you don't really have to worry about the practicality of it that much for a movie. Like it has to kind of work, but mm-hmm. we as an audience don't care if so we're like, how would that thing drive? Like yeah. it's, that's never a consideration of the slightest. Yeah. It looks cool. Yeah. In a, it, in a movie like this, yeah. like, you suspend your belief like enough to be like, it I is, love that. It was able to drive sure. for like short distances yep. with great difficulty. Uh-huh. So that's all that matters. Yeah, and it it really is. I keep saying the same thing, but I feel like they just bridged the world between comic book and reality so yeah, well it, that it's it, like it's in this uncanny valley of yeah. like you know it's still a comic book, but this is reality. It feels plausible. Yeah, I just think that's such a that's such a hard line to find, and yeah. I think they found it, which is great. And they had this moment that, it, it's so similar that it, it has to be like a conscious homage to the um, 1989 Batman, Michael Keaton one, where the, the Joker's just standing there with like a machine gun. And oh, yeah. The street saying like, come on, come on, hit me. Hit oh, me. I yeah. I want you to. Right. I hadn't thought of that. That's totally yeah. it. Yeah, that's got to be. In the 1991, Batman's in the, the bat plane of this. Mm-hmm. He's in the bat pod. Right. He's flying at him. Hit me. Yeah. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah, this is great. Yeah. Um, and he, he can't do it. The Joker wants him to... He's, he's kind of ready to die. If he dies, then he wins. Right. Which he does say in that monologue later. Which yeah. Is so, yeah. And there's a, also a big thing in this movie that Batman won't kill. Like, they hit that hammer, hit that nail a couple times. Like, right. Uh, when he's threatening that mob boss, the mob boss is like, what, what are you going to do? You you can hurt me and you'll, you'll threaten me and stuff. But the Joker will kill me. Everyone knows you don't kill. This is, we all know this is your rule. Right. Word has gotten out about this. Uh-huh. It's the anti-fight club. <laughs> First rule by anti-fight club. Talk about nothing but anti-fight Talk club. Talk about nothing about how you have one rule. Yeah. The second rule is keep talking about how you have one rule. <laughs> Third rule of anti-fight club. Just have fun. <laughs> have a good time. Yeah. <laughs> Make some friends. Yeah. If you get a thing blood on the ground, that's fine. We can yeah. know. Um... So then they, they take the Joker into custody, mm-hmm. and oh, there's this moment that I just love where the he's got like a million knives in this person, and um, one of the, the cops is 
laying out all the knives. He's got like the blades all facing yeah. the same direction, and he gets the one that's got like blades on both sides. He's just kind of staring. Uh huh. Like, and he doesn't know which one to put it. Yeah. That is a really fun moment. Yeah. Um, but but he's just in in prison. They so they they take his fingerprints, his DNA. There's there's nothing on the record. They, there's no identification of any kind. None of his uh, his whole suit. There's no labels. It's all custom made. Right. They have nothing to tie him to anything. They have no idea who he is, where he came from. And that was the first trailer, right? Was that scene? It may have been. I don't because I, I remember had seen that. It's just such a good way to set up his character. Of I remember seeing that image of him sitting in the jail right. cell. Yeah, nothing in his pocket but knives and lint. Yeah, like, yeah, they said that, and like, it just sets them as this like mysterious figure who has no background, no backstory. Yeah, which is what I love about the the scar stories. Like, that's why I think it's none of them. Like, I really think they want it to be. There is no story. Make up your own. Like, yeah, yeah, which is really really good. Yeah, it's anything you want it to be. Mm-hmm. Maybe He's it's... just the concept of insanity and evil. Yeah, it's 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 like. Uh... Like Pennywise from the movie It, it's whatever scares you the most, that's mm. what Pennywise becomes. Yeah. And whatever is the scariest origin to you of the, the joke, the most horrifying thing, that's that's true. Right. It fills itself with that. Yeah. It's like a very Harry Potter. Like what's what's in, There's that yeah, creature in here. Yeah, that yeah. turns into whatever scares yeah, you yeah, most, yeah, yeah. Like, but no one knows what its actual form actually is. Yeah. I always love that idea. I think it's really interesting. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing that can be scarier than, than that. Mm-hmm. It's your worst fear, whatever oh, yeah. it is to you. Uh-huh. Um, so they're in the the jail cell, and uh, uh, Rachel or uh, Batman shows up to the interrogation room. Um, the, the Gordon just kind of leaves the the room, and it looks like the Joker is sitting there alone. And Batman just kind of steps out from the shadows yep. behind the Joker, just slams his head down on the table. You never start with the head. The victim gets all fuzzy. <laughs> yeah, and then he just punches him in the in the hand. And he's like, yeah, see, yeah, didn't, didn't feel. Uh huh. And then the tension just ro- like slowly, it slowly rises in that scene. Yeah. When he starts to realize that he has Rachel. Yeah. And then like the and then that siren sound that they play throughout the movie a bunch, like the yeah, like just in that background, it's they they build tension so well. Yeah. Not I guess it's not music, it's just the sound because it's the same thing in the heist scene. It starts to slowly build that yeah. way. Like, yeah, I just, the sound design of this movie was so good. He's just so creepy that he's, like, asking where uh, where Harvey Dent is. Because uh, Harvey Dent and Rachel have both been kidnapped. Right. He's asking where he is. He's like, well, what time is it? He's like, what the fuck are you talking yeah. about? Well, depending on what time it is, he may be in one place or several. Yeah. Yeah, that's such a good line. And it, like, uh, it's one of the, like, the few scenes where uh, you're getting, like, close-ups just on his face, just, like, and like licking his lips yeah, and the act yeah. just seeing the look in his eyes and it's just like, ooh, this is just so oh, good. Lip licking is just so creepy. Mm-hmm. It's brilliant. Did you just read anything about like apparently like he would do that because of the prosthetics or the makeup and then they just developed that into the character? Like that was just a natural thing he would do was lick his lips. Yeah, it was that like the way he spoke kind of dried out his, yeah. his lips a lot. And so he would just do that like that. Yeah, like he's that not already thing. doing it. He just had to lean into it. Uh-huh, it which is great. I love yeah. that. Hi. But yeah. Uh, so he, he tells them that uh, Harvey and Rachel have both been uh, they've been kidnapped and they're in separate warehouses, totally like opposite ends of town. Mm-hmm. And he's only got time to save one, so he's got to make a choice. So he gives them the addresses, and then um, well, I'll, I'll I'll get to a question I have in a moment. So so Batman reaches uh, rushes off to save Rachel, and the police go to to save Harvey, and then. Um, the Joker is 
uh, in the, the jail cell, he's kind of talk, talking with his cop, and ooh, this is another contender. Yeah. His best scene. It, yeah. Where he's just, uh, he knows exactly what to say, just get under this cop's skin. Uh-huh. And he's talking about, so how many of my friend, of your friends did I kill? Right. And the cop's like five. He's five. He, he like yeah. mouths it. He like yeah. says it under his breath. He's like, yeah. Uh huh. He has this whole monologue about how he he, he doesn't like uh, guns. He, he likes to to get up close and personal with knives. And that the people show you in the last moment who they really are. Do you want to know which one of your friends are cowards? Oh my yeah. Uh huh. Oh, can you imagine somebody saying that to you? Uh huh. Oh. And that's um. That's just like the most psychotic, most horrifying. I can totally understand how there's this cop is like trying to be a professional and I'm sure he's he's a good cop but how can you not right yeah, yeah lose yeah. it after something like that right and then when like and, and then he gets up to like to beat him up and then clearly it's not going to go well and then you see him with like a shard of the mirror or was it glass like I think it's because the um uh Batman slammed him up against the the two-way mirror early. oh so there's like glass there so that's yeah, how he yeah, gets yeah. him ah yeah. that's right yeah. Uh, so he's got the, uh, the the mirror up against the cop's throat, and he, he threatens him, and he, he brings him out to the, the lobby. He says he just wants to make a phone call. He, he just wants to just want my phone call. call. Yep. Yeah. And meanwhile, some of his goons have been in like a different cell, and uh, all his goons are, are uh, they're all schizophrenic. Or a lot of them are schizophrenic. Right. But, um, so this one guy's kind of rambling and about how the Joker said he's going to take the pain away, and he's, he's hurting, he's hurting, and he's been saying this this whole time. And then. Um, he collapses and they, uh, they, they take his shirt off and they see that there's this giant scar and there's this big square lump under his chest. And the Joker makes his phone call and the lump like lights up and they realize it's a cell phone. Yeah. The Joker is calling and it's something to bomb and it activates and blows up the whole, uh, whole police station. Right. Which conceptually is so cool. It does bother me that he's the only one alive. Like you just see him rise up and like people behind him died. Like somehow he was the only one who didn't die in the yeah. station, which I'm like, come on. <laughs> I guess somebody else must have survived because he's in a police car after that. I think he's in the back seat of it. No, he's driving it. You think he's driving no, it? No, he's definitely driving because he like he sticks puts his head, his head out the window. window. Yeah, that's such a good scene too. Yeah, it is great. Like there's just some visual moments that just stick out in the yeah, movie and now it's yeah. one about him with his head out the window. Yeah. Um, like that little moment, it just, the, this movie is like so well done that they can, in, in like a movie that wasn't that good, I would say that's just kind of, uh, uh, over the top to have that, that shot that doesn't really lead to anywhere. It doesn't go anything. It's just kind of a cool, weird shot of the Joker sticking his head out the window. Yeah, I mean, it's it's showing him escaping right as Rachel dies. Yeah. So it's like it's you're it's juxtaposing that with where the Joker is. It's right like then. this movie's so tight they can afford to show off a little bit. Yeah, I like that. that uh huh. Um, so Rachel and and uh, Harvey Dent are in different warehouses and they're they're talking to each other. There's like a phone, mm-hmm. like a speakerphone set up so they know the situation. And Rachel tells them that. Uh, uh, the Joker said that their their friends are gonna have to choose between them, and which when you think about it, like there's there, there's multiple there's two whole groups and there could be like a bunch of people. There's no reason that everyone has to make a choice. Like right. you can only save one, um, but they they both just take it for granted they're gonna save Rachel. Uh huh. And uh, Harvey's trying to get free and he, he knocks himself over in the chair he's tied to a chair, and then there's uh, he knocks over an oil drum and gets all this gasoline or oil or something all over his face. 
uh, one side of his face. Right. And then um, uh, Batman shows up at Harvey's location and rescues him uh, right before the bomb's about to go off. And they, he gets dragged out of the screen like, no, you're supposed to save Rachel. Rachel. I like the cut they do too. So you're hearing that through the, you hear that through the speaker for yeah. a second. So you can, like, it's, yeah, and no, no, you're not supposed to be here from yeah. it. Yeah. And there's this moment of her kind of like realizing she's going to die. Yeah. And she's trying to, she's kind of resigned herself. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, that's it's good. Good. That's good. They saved him. They say he's going to be okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 And she blows up and um, he gets out, but he's the, the blast. He is part of his face. The part that's in the, the gasoline catches fire. Mm-hmm. Here's my question about that. See, um, Batman said he was going to save Rachel. Did the Joker switch the addresses to fuck oh, with him? Oh, for sure. I wasn't sure if it was that or if he made a decision that saving Harvey was more important. Oh, no, no, not at all. You don't think so? No. Uh, oh, I had never actually thought of that. I was so certain, though, because because the Joker says, you know, for a while I thought you were, like, Dent, you were Dent mm-hmm. because of the way you threw yourself at her. Right. So he knew that he loved her and he was, like, messing with him. That's how I always took it. So he gave them and said, she's at Avenue X or whatever. Yeah. So he gave them. And because as he's going out, uh, uh, Gordon says, which one are you going after? And he goes, Rachel. Yeah. And so I just, like, it feels like, why would he lie to Gordon there? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Unless he made a decision on the way that. But he would he would have had to tell, there would have had to be, I, by the way, I switched, I changed my mind. <laughs> right. Like, so I think it he really was. And he's so upset. I just think it wouldn't make sense with the storyline of him being in love with her. Yeah. Like I he was, went for her for I sure. I would have liked to have had that be like a little more clear. The Joker mm-hmm. reveling in the fact that he that tricked he, him. Yeah, maybe some line at some point of like, I fooled you. Or, yeah. Yeah, so, something. Because otherwise it just feels like happenstance that they just kind of gloss over that. Mm. And I, you need a character to be making active choices. Yeah, that's fair. But I also do love the fact that it's just like, oh, it's just another thing that the Joker beat him at. Yeah. And he didn't need to gloat about it because he just knew that he beat him. And it's like a little more subtle. I don't know, though. Yeah. Um, so they, uh, uh, both buildings explode, killing Rachel and disfiguring half of Dent's face. The Joker escapes the jail with Lao. Um, Lao, the uh, uh, Asian accountant guy. Um, so Coleman Reese, an accountant at Wayne Enterprises, deduces that Batman, that Bruce is Batman and tries to go public with that information. Um, he goes to, to, uh, Lucius Fox, played by, uh, Morgan Freeman, who's kind of, he hasn't really come up in this, but he's, um, the CEO of Wayne Enterprises, he's kind of acting as Bruce's armor. He's providing all the, the gadgets and stuff he uses. Yeah. And, uh, he goes to him and he figures out, like, that the plans for the Batmobile. He found them buried in Wayne Enterprises. Right. And he says, like, I want a million, $10 million a year for the rest of my life where I'm going to go public this. And uh, Lucius has a, a line about, you. so you're saying you think that your boss, the this billionaire, is one of the most powerful, yep. rich and powerful men in the world. He's secretly a vigilante. He spends his nights dressed like a bat, beating the pulp out of criminals, and you're planning to blackmail them. Yeah. <laughs> good luck good luck yeah it, yeah that's a very fun scene it's so funny to me how long this movie is because I forgot like uh, you're like just I remember when I watched it the other day and just the progression of all this stuff it's like oh yeah it's like there's like little movies all yeah. within 
Because, like, we haven't even got to the hospital scene yeah, yet. Yeah. And that's, like, there's so many of these, like, iconic moments that I think from this movie, and they just keep coming back to back to back. Yeah. And, like, that scene is one of them. Like, yeah. like that's, like, in any other movie, that could be, like, a, that's, like, one of the most memorable scenes, and I almost forgot about yeah. it. It's such a fun scene, and it also, it, it's, like, a really clever way to address something that could have been kind of a plot hole. Right. Nerds would have been saying, like, oh, come on, no one ever figured this out. Right, yeah, yeah. And it's like, okay, somebody did figure it out, and this is what happens. Mm -hmm. Well, then, and, uh, but then he sees Bruce, like, the next scene. Yeah. And kind of is like, oh, maybe it's not. Like, so it's, it's, he has this, like, deniability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's in that Ferrari or whatever. The Uh, Lamborghini. Yeah, the, uh, the Lamborghini Murcielago. Ooh. Which is Spanish for bat. Is it really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Uh, so the, the accountant, uh, deduces sees Batman, and, uh, after observing the unpredictability of the Joker, uh, Sal Moroni, the crime boss, informs the Joker's location to Commissioner Gordon. The Joker sets fire to the mob's money, burning Lau alive in the process, and kills the Chechen. Not wanting Reese's revelation to interfere with his plans, the Joker threatens to destroy a hospital unless someone kills Reese. Gordon orders the evacuation of all the hospitals in Gotham and goes to secure Reese. The Joker finds Dent in Gotham General and manipulates him into seeking revenge for Rachel's death. What an amazing scene where the Joker like goes dressed as the yeah, nurse. Yeah, and is talking with Dent, yeah. Yeah, and he gives Dent a, a gun and puts it right to his own forehead mm-hmm. and says, go for it. Right. Which is the same thing when Batman's driving at him, like, saying, kill me. Like, he's, he's fine with dying at yeah. this point. He doesn't care. No, because it just helps chaos more if he does do it. Right. Right. What does he say? Like, it's like, he's like, he's like, man, you go and kill one pesky mayor. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone goes crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so then uh, the, the Joker ends up blowing up this hospital. And uh, he escapes with a, a busload of hostages. Dent goes on a killing spree based on a, a coin flip and targets people he holds responsible for Rachel's death. So the, the Joker, uh, or Batman, well, he's had this this coin throughout the movie that um, he will periodically flip and it will say, like, uh, I'll flip you for it. And it's it's a two-sided, two-headed coin. Right. So it's a little, little trick that he does that he'll say, heads, I get whatever it is I want. And... Uh, and then uh, in the, the the fire that burned him, one side of the coin was all burned up. Yeah, and so which is another just great detail to making his character make sense. Yeah. Like like they took this coin flip thing, which is like this very gimmicky comic booky thing, mm-hmm. and then Turk gave it like justified why it actually happened. You're like, oh, I buy this now. Like yes, yeah. that's kind of yeah, it's great. Um, the what did you think of the the effect of uh, Two Face with his Half his face all scarred and burned. Like, as far as the actual, like, makeup? Yeah. I mean, I, I thought it was good. I mean, it's not, like, phenomenal. Like, you can tell yeah. the half of it's CGI, for yeah. sure. <laughs> it, uh... I mean, it's still, like, a decade ago now. Yeah, CGI never ages super well. This is... It holds up better than I thought it would. Right. But you... It looks a little noticeable. Yeah, sure. But I think by 2008, we were at a point where CGI was very good. Mm-hmm. It's not, like... CGI from like 1995. And That's true, right? Yeah, I, I, it's this is a bad example, but I rewatched an Austin Powers movie 
Uh, the second one where uh, he, they're in a volcano and they zoom out and it's uh-huh. Dr. Evil's face on a volcano and the water is just straight up like you can see the polygons like it's, uh, I mean it's a co- it's a comedy movie so they probably didn't try that hard to begin with yeah but it was and it's like funny but it, it's yeah totally. I, I can't go back and rewatch this I feel like I, I loved them so much when I was a kid I can't imagine they hold up oh you don't want to ruin it for yourself yeah I started watching it yeah I mean the jokes itself they're fine but it's like it's I'm remembering the experience of watching them yeah. that I loved. Yeah, it was an it was an interesting thing to do. It always makes me nervous to go back and rewatch a movie I really yeah. love. Yeah, because I, I don't want to. If it's really, if I remember it being really good, I mm-hmm. don't want to. I always love when it's someone. Like, I have, I'm I'm trying to use this in a bit right now, but like when someone shows you a movie that they loved as a kid, but you never saw, and you're yeah. like, why are you why are you showing like you're just <laughs> yes. an adult watching a bad movie, like, right? Right. And it's just like, oh boy, if you don't have the ties when you were a kid, there's nothing there. Oh, that's the worst. Yeah. I went back and um, uh, I, I remember my my girlfriend Carolyn, uh, some ex boyfriend of hers tried to make her watch the like eighties early nineties uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon. Okay, and she didn't watch it as a kid, so it's just an awful right experience for her. Yep, I tried to watch that as someone who was obsessed with Ninja Turtles as a kid, and it was an awful experience so for me. <laughs> yeah, those don't hold up no, at all. That's funny. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Um, so he goes on this rampage, uh, just killing everyone who he holds responsible for Rachel's death. Yes. Um, somehow, there's all these cops who were corrupted by the, the Joker. He had all these ends in the police force. And right. was blackmailing different people. And um, he, he finds that out, and he's uh, threatening them, and he'll, he'll flip his coin if it's heads, they live. If it's the burnt side, then he kills them. Um, so he does this killing spree and then... I will say that it's right around at this point in the movie that I get a little bit of fatigue because so many big scenes have happened mm-hmm. that it feels like it drags a little bit at this point. There's still lots of really good stuff that's going to happen, but I remember thinking, I wish this movie was 20 minutes shorter. Yeah. I was kind of thinking that it, it might have made for a better movie if they just had the Joker be the only villain in this. And they'd set up Two-Face to be the villain in the next movie. Yeah, it's almost like two story. Like, the, the turning of Two-Face, it becomes, like, a little... It's not a little much, because I do really like that storyline. I think it's a really good one. Yeah. But it does get... It feels a little disjointed at this point. Yeah. yeah. Like, when he ends up uh, defeating the Joker, it feels like the movie's over. But, but then it keeps going. Another half yeah. Yeah, that, that's true. We're not even there yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a very long movie. Uh-huh, it is, yeah. Um, so announcing, th- after announcing Gotham will be subject to his rule come nightfall, Joker rigs two evacuating ferries with explosives, one containing civilians and the other containing prisoners. He says he will blow them both up by midnight, but will let one live if the passengers in either boat blows up the other. Batman finds the Joker with a sonar device that spies on the entire city with the reluctant help of Lucius Fox. Um, th- this felt so... Of the times, like it felt like such a patriot act. Yeah, oh for sure. NSA, spying on mm-hmm. um, so he, he finds the Joker. Uh, both the civilians and the prisoners refuse to kill each other. I remember being in the the theater, seeing this when the the one prisoner has the the line about like everyone wants to like blow up the other books. They're afraid they're going to get blown up, but nobody wants to be the one to actually do it. Right. 
And so the one prisoner says, that, give the, the detonator to me. I'll do what you should have done 10 minutes ago. You can say, I took it by force. I, I'll do what, you, what needs to be done. So the warden hands him the detonator, and he throws it out the yeah. window. Uh-huh. And the audience like stood up and like applauded. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, it is like a good of human in a humanity type of yeah. moment of like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's like right when Batman goes like, "See, they're a little bit I forget exactly what he says. Yeah, there's good in, in people. Mm-hmm. They they won't just blow each other up. Right. Um. So they they have a big fight, and uh, uh, uh they refuse to blow each other up. They have a big Joker and Batman have a big fight. Before the police arrive to take the Joker into custody, he gloats that Gotham citizens will lose hope once dense rampage becomes public knowledge. Right. Uh, Gordon arrives at the building where Rachel perished, at which point Dent judges his fate along with his own and Batman's, uh, and he, he, uh, he is kidnapped... Gordon's wife and his son. Right. I guess I'm ta- I'm gonna take it back a little bit of like okay. I don't think it's too much with like Two Face because it's still all the Joker's puppet work. Like, right. Like he's still puppet mastered the whole situation. Right. So it feels like a little bit of there's another villain, but it's like a sub villain. So yeah. I'm more okay with like it. Still feels very cohesive to me. Yeah. It just would have been nice as the the Joker is the main villain throughout yeah. so much of the movie. It would have been nice if it ends with the Joker. Yeah, that's true, right. Instead of, like, Joker, that storyline's done, and now let's finish the Two-Face. Yeah, I'm on board with that idea, yeah. for sure. Um, so the, the Two-Face has kidnapped Gordon's wife and his son, and he's going to shoot one of them. He's, he's making Gordon decide who he cares about mm-hmm. more. The part that took me out of it in this is when he says, who care more? And then Gordon just did a Borat imitation and went, my wife! I thought that was a bit much. I didn't care for that. Strange choice. <laughs> Interesting. Why did you go with that? Yeah. Uh, every movie that I see, I want someone to quote Borat. That's all I want. Um, who's, who's the guy who played uh, Gordon? I can never remember his name. Gary Oldman. Yeah. Gary Oldman, is he doesn't get the credit he deserves. Yeah, in that scene. Yeah, it's so good. He's, I mean, obviously Heath Ledger steals the show, right. but in like a low-key way, Gary Oldman is just killing Yeah, it. everyone's a great actor in this except Christian Bale. <laughs> <laughs> Christian Bale's such a good actor, and this is good, but this is, I think he's, I think in any other movie, he would have been the best part of this. Right. But he's just in such great company. Right, yeah, for sure. Gary Oldman is, I... He's one of those actors who he's like never such a huge role that he like really stands out, and you forget like he's done like so many really subtle things, yeah, and such radically different characters mm-hmm. where you just don't recognize. Like, he played uh, Dracula in the in Bram Stoker's Dracula. And oh, that's right, he yeah. is that. I forgot about that. I took uh, I, we watched that in a film class in college, and I remember we studied that. It was like a big. Nah, it doesn't matter, but that's just fascinating. Yeah, not a good movie, but he was really good. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, I always get him and Ray Fiennes confused, which is nonsense, because they don't look alike. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do the exact same thing with uh, Steve Harvey and Steve Martin. Nice. Good. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Um, so so he, Two-Face is, is uh, flipping coins to, to see who lives and who dies. He shoots right. Batman in the stomach, but Batman's got all his body armor, yep. so it's... It uh, doesn't really do anything. And uh, he's going to... He points the gun to his own head and flips the coin and decides to spare himself. And then he's going to uh, to shoot Gordon's son, causing, uh, claiming that Gordon's negligence caused his family to die. But before he can, uh, Batman tackles 
Dent off the building to his death. That man, uh, he convinces Gordon to to preserve Dent's heroic image by holding Batman responsible for the killing spree, mm-hmm. which also kind of uh, works in his favor by that everyone believes Batman won't kill, and now without killing, well, he did kill one person, yeah. So, uh, but he gets credit for killing all these people, so yep. now criminals can be afraid of them again. Right. Yep. Yeah, it's the, the the turn at the end there where he says like I'll I'll take the fall. Yeah. And then I'll do it, I'll take the fall. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's such a good it's just a great ending to a movie. Yeah. And Gordon's got the big monologue about it. He's not the the hero we deserve. It's he's the hero we need. Mm-hmm. And then ending with the phrase "The Dark Knight." I always want. Uh, do you watch Game of Thrones? Yeah. yeah. Uh, the first episode of this season, where Daenerys like gets on the beach and mm-hmm. is there, and then she goes into the throne room and looks around, and then she looks at Tyrion and she says, "Like, shall we begin?" All I wanted it to be was her to look and go, "This really is a Game of Thrones." <laughs> I thought that would be great. You watch Aquatine Younger Force? No, I guess it's not in the air anymore. No, I never did. Oh, there's. Uh... The name is just nonsense. It's just a bunch of random words. um, But there's one episode that they... There's like a running gag where there's like 10 different episodes where they insist it was the final episode ever. Ah, that's right. And then it would never be the last episode. (laughs) But there's one they're, they're claiming... Was going to be the last episode, and it ends with uh, them all driving away, and their their neighbors just standing there like, truly they were an aqua team. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> it's it's funny in so many like contexts. All I wanted in the Shawshank Redemption yeah. is when he's in this like in the rain looking up and be like, this really was a Shawshank, Shawshank Redemption. Redemption. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny all the time. But in this movie, it legitimately works. Yeah. He says a dark night, and then the title card comes in that says the dark night. And you're like, oh, this was a almost flawless movie. <laughs> We had such a great time at summer camp. I mean, this really was a wet, hot American, American summer. summer. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good all the time. Yeah. So, um, so Gordon, uh, they have now agreed to pretend that uh, Batman's a killer, and so they launch a manhunt for Batman. Mm-hmm. Gordon has to destroy the bat signal. Um, Fox destroys the the sonar device, and Alfred Pennyworth burns a letter from Rachel saying that she chose to marry Dent. Yeah. She had planned to marry him before he died. She was not going to be going back to Batman like he, like Bruce, like Bruce believed right. that she was. Although I want, like, you do wish he would have told her, but it kind of like by burning that letter, it's like he's never going to because why would he ever need to, you know? She's dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess at this point, what, what good's it going to Yeah, because I guess in the third one, that is what it is, is that he realized, oh, this, he kind of realizes that he made a mistake yeah. in not telling. But like, I think when he burned it, it was like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm just not going to do this. Yeah, I mean, she's not going to ever be around to, for this decision to right. make a difference. Exactly. And also, Harvey's dead, so it's not even going to be like Harvey contradictory. Yeah, there's no, yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, and plus, we, we know that Batman doesn't take uh, doesn't take loss well. Mm, no, he, he sure doesn't. He doesn't hold on to He the, sure does, does not. not go things easily. He needed to go to some therapy earlier on. <laughs> Maybe if they had hired a therapist instead of making a butler do it, uh, <laughs> the things might have gone better for him. I literally never, this never occurred to me until Wallace pointed this out to me a few weeks ago. Like the idea that uh, guardianship, just your parents die, so guardianship goes to the butler. It's crazy. It's, it's so truly nonsense. insane. It's like, well, who's in eyeline sight? <laughs> this butler There's a butler. Yeah. Guess that's your caretaker now. You've got this dad who you can also boss around. Yeah. <laughs> You've got this dad who you could fire at any yeah. time. Is there anyone here old enough who came with the house? <laughs> 
Because we know you need to stay in the house. That's the <laughs> important part. <laughs> Bruce, you're, you're grounded. Yeah, well, you're fired. Right, well. So. <laughs> and now make me a sandwich before you leave and then get out. <laughs> All right, so my theory about, uh, about the Joker. Yeah. I think the Joker was a cop. Okay, yeah. I think that he, he was undercover and then something went horribly wrong and he ended up getting tortured and mutilated. Okay. And uh, that's why his, uh, he's, he's not just killing just anyone. It's all uh, either the mobs, he's probably undercover with the mobs, so it's all mob or police who he blames for whatever it is that happened to him. Yeah, okay. And then uh, he's got all this experience with weapons. He seems to know how the police work and operate. And he, he knows when he's in Gotham General. Right. He is familiar with the, uh, how the, the station's like laid out. Okay. Set this this trap. Yeah. Uh, some of the language that he uses, where he um, he always calls the police by their last names, which is a very cop thing to do. Okay. And he uh, is that line where he talks about how when he says like nobody cares if um, uh, a bunch of soldiers get killed, and the other example he gives is a bunch of gangbangers, mm-hmm. which is a very cop word to oh, say yeah. gangbangers. Uh huh. I like this theory. That's yeah. interesting. I've never even given it thought because I think I enjoyed so much how little they gave, uh, how much they wanted you to be like, no, he's just an idea. Yeah. That I kind of liked living there, but I'd never thought of it that much in depth like that. I think it's great. Yeah. And that's the theory I'm going with. I like this. I think you should keep it and you should take it to your grave because yeah. no one's ever going to. And also that, that interrogation room scene where he, he says uh, you should never start with their head. It sounds like he's done Oh, he knows. Yeah. Oh. This is good. I like this theory quite a bit. Yeah. I'm on board. Cool. Um, So that's The Dark Knight. We did it. John, would you recommend this movie? I would recommend it strongly. Yeah, of course we recommend this movie. (laughs) The Dark Knight. It won won Oscars and deservedly It sure did. Do you think he would have won the Oscar if he was alive? I think so. I hope so. I I hope so. I hope that it wasn't a a post-humanist charity thing. I don't think it was though. I think he deserved it, obviously. I mean, that didn't hurt him, but I think that that, that I think he would have won either way. Mm-hmm. No, huge recommendation for this movie. This movie, I don't know if it still has this, but at the time, it uh, it got the record for the most Oscars that a single movie had had won, with like eight or nine Oscars. Wait, the Dark Knight? Yeah. Uh, nominations or wins? Wins. Most no. like technical. Stuff. Oh, okay. Technical it was like stuff, sound right. design or something. Because like, Titanic at one eleven. Maybe it might be. Uh, I might have it wrong. It might be comic book movies. Yeah, and then Lord of the Rings one eleven. Uh, it was comic. Book yeah, movies. that would make sense. But uh, before that, it was uh, Dick Tracy. Oh wow! Won a bunch of okay. Movies. Yeah, that would make sense yeah. of that that genre then. Uh, also for like all technical stuff, like it was not a good movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Suicide Squad won an Oscar. Sure. For uh, uh, like Best Makeup or something. Bad Grandpa, uh, or whatever that uh, Johnny Knoxville movie was nominated for an Oscar. Oh, which is so funny that he <laughs> went to the Academy Awards. I think that's just truly great. <laughs> it's so... The, the, all the technical Oscars make it weird to, to be like, wait, an Oscar winning film? Oh, well, yeah, okay, I guess the, that's... The disparity between kind of the highfalutin of what the Oscars is, and yeah. then versus like the technical side of it, when they're actually just giving it to movies that did something technically well, right. leagues away from each other. <laughs> Which is so shitty, because all those people like worked so hard and did oh, like, yeah. amazing things. Of course. <laughs> like, it's, 
it's it's a wonderful thing to to have the, the to write a beautiful score for a movie and it has yeah. so much. But like when you hear that a movie won an Oscar, you're not thinking it won the Oscar for best score. Of course. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I dig it. Uh, you got anything you want to plug? Uh, oh, actually, before we do that, we yeah. got to talk about um, every every week we we're ranking all the the Batman. Oh, great. Uh, so I don't, I don't think this is going to be much of a discussion. I'm I'm going to go I'm going to hard number one. <laughs> yeah. Well, right now Christian Bale is at number one. So uh, Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Wait, you rank the actors? Yes, we rank the actors. Oh, the the okay, got it, got it. Yeah, yeah. The actor who played Batman. You wait, rank wait, the Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand that. Which, which sometimes can lead to some conflict because there happens somewhere like we really like the movie, but. You didn't uh, like the Batman. Yeah, we, oh, we yeah. liked the actor as Batman, but he was like technically not competent. He didn't Got it. show that he was smart or, or good in a fight. Or, I, I think Christian Bale's Batman. There's no comp- no question. That yeah, he's, he's very smart. He's he's great in a fight. He's mm-hmm. got great gadgets, great yeah. car, everything you want Batman to be. I think he checks all the boxes. Yeah, he's uh, he was at number top, uh, number one. He was at number top. He was at number top. Yeah. <laughs> I love a good number top. He was at number one. I think he de- de- deserves to stay at number one. Yeah. There's, um, I, I don't, I guess we'll see. I don't know if he's necessarily going to stay at number one forever, but he's, it's going to be hard to. It's going to be hard once he has a broken back. And he's old and decrepit in the next one. So once you get there. We actually did that. We went a little out of order. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> uh, I know someone who worked on uh, Dark Knight Returns. Oh, great. Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. And uh, he was going to be on there and then had to cancel the last second, oh, so we just it. did it without him. Beautiful. All right. Well. Um, but uh, there are some other Kevin Conroy things that are really going to give Christian Bale a run for his okay. money. Um, but Who's I'm, Kevin Conroy? Batman and the Animated Series. Oh, okay. Yeah, and he's just sure. done so I mean, how can a human being compete with uh, things a cartoon can do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And he's also done 40 movies. Just every Batman and the Animated Series was him. He was in... Batman Beyond. Right. He was in every single okay. Batman wow. movie. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited to see who dethrones, but for now, I'm keeping him at the top of the spot. I agree. No All question. Right. Um, so, what do you have to plug? Uh, I'll plug my podcast again, Comedians and Coffee Getting Cars. It's a very funny podcast. It's great. Danny's done it. It was great. We talked about high school and all yeah. kinds of fun stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then my website's itsjohnnewman.com if you want to see dates where I'll be performing in New York. Uh, I don't have any big, anything big coming up. Just uh, like and subscribe to the podcast. Uh, if you want to friend me on Facebook or uh, follow me on Twitter, my name is Danny Rathbun, D-A-N-N-Y-R-A-T-H-B-U-N. My Twitter handle is just at Danny Rathbun. Uh, I think that's about it. We end every podcast by shouting the word Kareem. You want to lead us in a Kareem? Sure. Kareem! Kareem! <laughs> <laughs>